he left. Fucking right in the pussy. And there's a guy, Tom, you're gonna love this name. His name is, um, he calls himself Turd Flinging Monkey. I thought you'd appreciate that. Ah. <laughs> That's a good one, right? I do like it. <laughs> He's got a lot of videos. The emotional thinking just is too strong. That's why women shouldn't vote. They're just children. And welcome to Turd Flinging Monkey Show. I'm your host, Turd Flinging Monkey, joined by Feeding the Cat, DDJ, and we have a special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? No, he would not. No? Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll, we'll give him some time. Maybe we'll give him some time? Yeah. Okay, whenever. I thought you guys were with There were multiple guests or something. Um, I, I thought you guys were going to talk about Fred Boat. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. I guess we'll wait on to, to talk to our guest. I'm playing a game called Strafe. It was actually gifted to me by a subscriber. Um, they just gave it to me on Steam when it was on sale. It's really cool. It's like a uh, a procedurally generated game. So it's similar to you know like these Minecraft kind of games, except instead of using a Minecraft aesthetic, it uses like a, a Quake, Doom. Duke Nukem 3D type of graphics aesthetic, but it's procedurally generated. It has like roguelike progression, but it's like a first-person shooter. It's pretty cool. Nice. So I'm not totally. Yeah, I was looking at. It. I saw it. I, yeah, I saw it on Steam. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. If you feel like like the old school shooters, and the fact yeah. that it's like it's all random, so yeah, good times. Right. So has our guess managed to mute the Fred boat or not because uh, I don't know we, I he, think we should go his stuff was working 10 questions. seconds ago so I don't know what happened Adam can you hear us okay oh uh, yeah okay okay did you did you meet the Fred boat uh, I don't know what that is there's a music bot in the channel if you could mute that just right click and mute it that'll make it easier for you to hear the conversation the music bot is named as Fred Boat. Not really sure, but I'll take a look. Okay. We'll get, yeah, he's right. not the most tech Let's do some questions. Yeah, let's knock some questions let's out some questions. while we, he figures that out. Right, so guys, this is what I'm going to do right now. Um, I'm going to work with Adam, make sure he gets his uh, mute button working on the Fred Boat. And I, I got it. I, I, I killed Fred Boat. Perfect. Congratulations. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I like it. Anyway, questions, questions, questions. Uh, question from Rex Eater. He says, TFM, give me the rundown. Why okay. do you, in spite of your passive support of them, seem to hold a lot of dislike and disapproval of the MRA community? Um, well, because they tend to promote marriage and uh, they tend to promote uh, women's. They, they have a... A lot of traditionalists in their ranks. I don't. I support men's rights as such, but it's like more of I'm judging. It's like the way people say, you know, I don't mind religion as such, but it's religious people that piss me off. A lot of MRAs just kind of rub me the wrong way because they tend to be very gynocentric. Okay. Uh, DDJ, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, 
I think that the big issue with MRAs is is they they mean well, right? And I mean, there's a lot of really well-educated, uh, very thoughtful, very um, you know, really awesome people in in the MRA movement, but they have no success. They have yeah. they have no long-term success. They have no wins, no no long-term wins. Period. And uh, you know. You you look at like one of the, I, I wouldn't necessarily call Jordan Peterson an MRA, but he's definitely uh, you know conservative tradcon, and he he basically supports a lot of MRA values. And he recently did a uh, an interview with uh, oh gosh Camille Pagula, who's an old school uh, second wave feminist, and he admitted to her in that interview on YouTube that men don't know how to handle radical or, or crazy women. Um, you know, and, and he was being kind, I think, because he wasn't actually referring to feminists, but I think that's really what he was talking about. He said, you know, if, if a man has an issue with a man, you know exactly what the escalation procedure looks like to escalate how the, the, the resolution of that conflict, whether it's verbal or whether you have to take it outside or, you know, whatever the circumstances are. But when it comes to uh, a man dealing with problems with a woman, especially a, a, what he referred to as a crazy woman, um, they, they, those solutions don't work because you know you're not going to take the woman by her hair outside and give her five across the face, right? right. So, what he's saying is, is that that men don't have solutions, and 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 it was in mission that men don't have solutions to a lot of the the gynocentric and the feminist agenda. And and I've always and and obviously you know TFM and I have gone back and we've both said so publicly that um, you know the MRAs don't have any real viable solutions. Right to to feminism to gynocentrism, and the same holds true with tradcons and those on the right is that they don't have any viable solutions either. All they can do is just stand there in shock and go, "What the fuck do we do?" And that's not a solution. And so that's why, you know, while I I agree with TFM, where you know I, I give them fifty one percent of my support, and I I hope that that they can move forward. And I do, if you look at my Twitter feed. I do post a lot of MRA types of things, but mostly it's just to educate people, to let people know how bad stuff really is. But I don't have any ill will toward the MRAs. It's just that I don't think that that's a viable solution. I think a person's money, time, and resources are better spent saving themselves and trying to be as reasonable as they can be before contributing to a lost cause. Right. Now, I actually ran into this today. Um, Paul Elam, you know, he has that Ear for Men channel. He did a video about sex robots, and I left a comment there. And it started this fucking, like, 30-plus comment chain between some MRA guy and people who are obviously familiar with me. Um, and basically, one the guy who was arguing against me was saying that one of his big points was... Well, there was a politician who said that women... Basically, he was trying to say that... You know how I say that uh, sending women to college to be doctors is causing doctor shortages because these women don't stay in the profession because of the work-life balance of being a doctor. They'd rather be moms. Uh, He was saying, oh, well, you know what? There was a politician who said that, and his party uh, distanced himself from it. That proves you're wrong. Like, uh, no, that doesn't prove anything. The, you know, the fact that the truth offends female voters doesn't change it from being the truth. Right. Well, and it, it's kind of funny, too. You kind of tangented over to the whole sex bot conversation. Um, I don't know. It was like two days ago. I uh, 
I saw an article that I posted on my Twitter where they did a survey about men and 25% of all men surveyed said that they would consider having sex with a sex bot. And right. the thing that people don't understand is, is that why is this a thing? You know, I mean, is, it, is, is no one woken up yet? Has no one enough? figured out that, right. Have, have they figured out or have they not figured out that the, that the, Social contract between men and women is completely destroyed, where 25% of men say, yeah, I'd rather have uh, sex with a sex bot than get divorce raped. Right. You know, <laughs> you they're know? getting they're getting better by the year. Right. This isn't like, you know, this isn't your, your grandpa's blow-up doll with a permanent shocked face. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, guys, uh, let's get through these questions. Okay. Quickly. So, uh, next question. Oh, by the way, guys, I am not uh, logging questions right now. I just want to get through these questions first. Yeah, we had and some then, questions uh, from last we week. Have, yeah. When we have uh, officially... Medical school thing is even worse than you think. Oh, yeah. Say oh, that again? The, 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 the medical the, um, school thing. Oh, yeah. Medical yeah. school is worse because the true cost of medical school is much, much more than they pay in tuition. And the rest is paid by society, right. taxes and so forth. So what happens is you educate 50 or percent, now it's even 70% in some medical schools, women. And instead of getting 25 years of a doctor back, you get six years until she has a kid and then drops out of work. So right. we're actually going to have a chronic shortage of doctors in the West because of this stupidity. Well, it's, it's not just that. It's also that whenever you give a seat to a woman, because of diversity, you're taking away a seat from a man. So it's not, there are plenty of skilled, motivated men that would love to be doctors, but they're having opportunities denied them because they want to, you know, help women and gender equality and a pay gap. And then at the end of the day, all these women don't stay in the profession. And then there's doctor shortages, but it's not like you can just swap them out because if there's no men to replace them, you know, you're just done. Like the, the NHS is basically getting a bunch of people from third world countries who go to like second rate medical schools to come be doctors in Britain because there aren't enough British doctors. Right, but what I'm saying is, is that the pure cost benefit to society is actually not even there. But yeah. you can't talk about this because it doesn't sound right to women. And now the women have the vote and women are the majority. Tough shit. You can't talk rational. Uh, yeah, that is the issue. Uh, actually, there was so, a guy. Uh, oh, go, go ahead. Guys, yeah, I know we're like, we're not getting we into the comments. Spend too, yeah. Okay, we go ahead. not spend too much on these questions. But, you know, with that said, Adam, do you want to introduce yourself, please? Because we, uh, we talked to it before, so you didn't work out. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, it's uh, Adam Michael Sachs, Los Angeles, California, attorney at law. I deal with this kind of stuff every day watching the boys get divorce raped. Yep. So now, is, is, is the term divorce rape pretty common, or is that just our little colloquialism? No. Um, if guys understood literally what they were getting into, uh, no one would get married, period. Right. And... Um, the word is getting around. And that's why you see, um, I think, rates of marriage plummeting. And so women have found ways to screw guys, even when you're not married, and screw you with child support, and put you in jail, and do whatever else they need to do to you. Well, oh, your barb is stuck in my... Wow. Uh, nice. 
Someone paid a thousand bananas for that TFM. There you go. That's, uh... Your barbed dick is stuck in my cunt, and it's ripping my hey, TPE apart. I don't know what, what I was saying. Ouch, ouch. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Harder, harder, uh, cat. Know, Adam, oh, Sid, I left the mic on. In a few sentences, how would you, there how would go. you, you know, what would you say? And if you could, if you could stop, if you could stop men from getting married, how would you, how would you uh, explain it to them in such a way that they would understand that maybe this is a really bad idea? Well, what I, what I really feel like, I, I, I hate to see the MGTOW and MRA groups, you know, kind of go into all these different directions and sort of fight one another. But I mean, you have the traditionalists that are saying, you know things have to be different or things have to be changed and they still believe in you know family and relationships and so forth and i have to say that i mean at the fundamental aspect of my character my personality i believe that i think family is a good thing and it would be lovely to have you know mother and father raising uh, kids and love each other and all that stuff but basically that is not possible anymore and there are a number of reasons for that but the bottom line is, is that marriage at this point, if you ask me what I think of it, I would say it's a very archaic, uh, ancient institution that has no relevance today. And no one, and by the way, it's bad for women as well. No one should seriously consider getting married anymore. How is, how, how is marriage bad for women? Yeah. They have... Oh, it's... No. Wait, it's, 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 go ahead. I'm not. I'm, I'm not here to uh, to ar you know argue uh, the devil's advocacy, but I have to say that it is very bad for women as well. I've done a lot of cases where women get screwed in divorce. A lot is of it, women, a lot of women. Well, a lot of women are, are irresistibly and biologically attracted to losers, and so they marry these idiots and they end up supporting them, paying them alimony, getting screwed with the kids, getting screwed in the career. Wow. And uh, it's it's a bad deal all around. Period. Okay. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Wow. He's, anyway, those guys, stories never uh, make the news, before. I guess. Uh, guys, we we've got to remove them. These okay, questions. that's I fine. I really want to get them out you, because I'm I'm seeing questions being posted, and guys, I am all not right. taking questions right now. Once these questions are out of the way, we will. I will start logging the new questions. Anyway, hey, cat. Uh, another question cat. from Rexy. Cat. Yeah, go ahead. You're sober, aren't you? Yes, I am. Okay. Okay, go on. It's going to be one of those shows. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> it's going to be one of those anyway, shows. Uh, question from Rex Eater 2015. Again, I've got a few questions from Rex Eater. Uh, anyway, he says, for DDJ, are your daughters feminists? If not, what was it like for you to repeal them? If so, are they aware of your anti-feminist views? They are aware of my anti-feminist views. They are female. They are not feminist. Um, we disagree on certain things. We agree on others, just like all parent-child relationships. Okay. There you go. Uh, next question. For TFM, are there a lot of feminist social justice warriors in your workplace? How bad is it? It's very bad. Um, any kind of white-collar uh, professional setting, office setting, is going to be littered with uh, these women because you know women go for the guys with money. So if you they they look, they look at it this way, like you know women become nurses because they want to marry doctors, 
and women they they want to go work in an office so they can go hit on the the guys making more money than them. The dumb thing is though is a lot of these women they get promoted over the men, and then you know because of hypergamy they they always want to monkey branch up. But if you're not useful to the women in your office, they will try to find a way to get rid of you, or if you make them look bad, it's just it's a constant battle. Uh, and the worst thing is you can never tell where you stand with them. Like you may think oh, we're cool because, you know, we talk to each other, we're, we're friendly. And the whole time she's trying to get you fired. You know, like, you may think you're, you're on good terms with her and you're not. Like, a man would never do... A man would not, like, have lunch with you while plotting to get you fired. Like, men kind of wear their... how they feel about you on their sleeve. Whereas women don't. So it's like, you may think you're safe, you may think you have, like, allies, and then you find out that they all hate you. And they're all like talking shit, and they're all like filing reports, and they're all trying to get you fired. So yeah, it's it's it fucking okay. sucks. Alright, sweet. Uh, question from True King Rimori. He says, "TFM, would you buy the Gatebox, a digital digital holographic AI waifu created by Japan?" What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. No, I've what I've talked that? about I've talked about Gatebox. It's you know how like you have Amazon Alexa. Or like one of those like okay. right? So picture that, except it has a little hologram anime girl inside of it. And that so you can talk to it and it like texts you and tells you it it misses you and stuff like that. So you're you're getting like that girlfriend experience. So you're getting you're getting like the girlfriend experience through conversation and stuff like that, and you, you pair that with a sex robot. So what, what, wait, what happens so, when it runs out of batteries? Well it plug I assume it plugs into the wall. Oh, okay. So yeah, I don't think it's so, bad. Yeah, okay, cool. So this is yeah. Yeah, I would definitely. I'd hook it up, so I, but like I don't. Siri. It's like Siri. yeah, it's like Siri except it has a little hologram anime girl in it. Okay. Now yeah, it, but the problem is it's in Japanese and I don't speak Japanese, so they would have to make an English version. But I would definitely buy one. Okay. Uh, question from gentleman from Cat. You don't talk about yourself much. What are your hobbies? career. I work in IT. Uh, my hobbies include um, being on a TFM show, <laughs> drinking, partying, gymming, um, playing video games, enjoying life. You know, uh, long walks on the beach. Long. He likes right. to laugh. Yeah. yeah. A warm saucer of milk with a little vodka in it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, question from Rexy to 2015. TFM, what are your favorite video games of all time and what are your favorite genres? Uh, I mean, probably of all time, I'd probably say Team Fortress 2. I play the shit. I probably I have like like 2,000 hours logged in that game or some shit. Um, and like Team Fortress 2 started the hero, genre, the hero shooter genre. So like Overwatch and shit like that. So before that, like Team Fortress 2 was it. And now there's like a whole genre of games that are kind of based on that formula, but before that it was just Team Fortress 2 was where it was at. So yeah, that's probably my favorite game of all time if you just want to be objective. Um, my favorite genre is first person shooter or just action game. Um, I don't like MMOs. I like MOBAs too, like first person shooter action MOBAs. And the thing is, is now they have games that kind of uh, combine those. So there's a game called Paragon which is a third-person shooter action MOBA. So, you know, that's a great thing about, you know, now the game industry is so big that if you, you can like several genres, and chances are there's a game that combines all the genres you like into a single game, which is just awesome. Okay. 
Uh, question from Rexy to 2015. TFM. Oh, I, I think this is for everyone, really. Uh, what okay. are your thoughts on gay people and gay marriage? I'm I'm pro pro gay rights, obviously, as a masculine presenting transgendered lesbian. Um, I don't know why. Here's the thing about gay marriage. Gay marriage it really isn't about marriage per se. It's more about the the benefits that married couples have. Hold on, self-taught artificial on, intelligence beats doctors at predicting heart attacks by sciencemag.org. Who needs meat bags to be doctors? We will perform better doctors and bring back house calls to medical care. That's true. That's right, Solstein. And also, there is actually a, an article I read about a robot like with an AI performing dental surgery successfully. So you're just in the future, you're just going to sit in the chair, and like the robot's just going to examine your teeth and perform surgery on you, and there's not even going to be any human involvement. And so that's going to really bring the cost of medical care down. But, um... Shit, now I can't remember what we're talking about. Thoughts of gay marriage? Gay oh, okay, yeah. So, okay, okay, so the thing about gay marriage is it was mostly about the benefits of being married, like being able to name someone on your health insurance and so forth. It wasn't really about, oh, we're just so in love, we have to have the word marriage. It was it was the fact that, like, if you weren't married, if you were just had a civil union, you couldn't put your, uh, your partner on as your beneficiary for things like social security and, and insurance. That was why they wanted marriage because basically the laws were all written for married couples. It didn't include things like civil unions and so forth. So if the, the conservatives, the, this whole battle for gay marriage could have been solved if they just would have changed all the benefits that married couples get and made it universal. But instead, you know, it's like, no, we gotta have, uh, you know, we gotta get married. But really, I don't even think gay people want to get married. Because, I mean, think of it from the religious perspective. It's not really about the whole the sac the sacrament of marriage. So I, I think it's kind of a... It's a, it's a mis... Basically, they, they fumbled the ball. They could have just changed the laws, given everyone the same rights, and then there really would have been no benefit to getting married in the first place. And then gay couples wouldn't have cared. I got. I got, a, I got a comment on this. Uh, please do. Please do. Okay. Go ahead. It's it's uh, so much worse than that. Uh, in California, the truth is, gays actually had a lot of the benefits uh, uh, in terms of civil unions. California had legal civil unions, so they got social security and everything else. And uh, the only people that have really benefited from gay marriage are people like me, because I'm making a fortune of money doing gay divorce. Yep. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. thing. I'm, I'm against gay marriage, but I'm against all types of marriage. So. Right, yeah, that, that's the thing. I, I think <laughs> so, the way the way they fucked up is instead of asking for, instead of asking for gay marriage, they should have demanded that everyone has the same benefits and that being married doesn't give you any special rights or privileges over being single and let people live their life and pay their taxes and you know if they want to put another adult on their life insurance or whatever let them just designate whoever the fuck they want like why is it you only have to, you can only designate a spouse what if you want to designate your brother or your son or something like that so they could have just fixed you know nipped the problem in the bud instead of making it about marriage equality. Because really, the, the government shouldn't be involved in religious institutions. But, you know, that's the world we live in. But yeah, now now we've got gay divorce. The government shouldn't be involved in uh, the business of marriage at all. Right. It's nonsense. If people want to get married and the religious sacrament and they believe they're married, that's fine. 
but gays are fools because they have the best excuse in the world. You know, you're involved with someone the same sex and they're like, oh, I want to be together. Oh, honey, I'd love to marry you, but I can't. It's illegal. I'm sorry. Yeah. And now they ruin that. Well, they, they it's kind of funny. I, I wasn't going to actually wait. They literally fucked themselves in the ass. Get it? Because right. they're gay. I get it. Yeah, I got it's it. It's a gay joke. Um, I, 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 if, if, if I like doing that to girls, does that make me gay? No, I love fucking chicks in the ass. It's fucking tight. So, Cat hates I, it so though. I, 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 I keep I telling him. All right, keep... before we tangent too far into retardation, <laughs> okay. Um, let let me weigh in on this. All right. So so I don't have any problems with the homosexual lifestyle. I mean, the homosexual lifestyle has been around since before Christ was, you know, supposedly walked the earth, right? Depending on what your religious views are. Right. Um, in gay marriage, I, I, I really don't have any any issues there. The only issue that I have with the LBGT, LMNOP community, is that they, they say that they want to have diversity, but anytime somebody says, I disagree with the gay lifestyle, those people are targeted for witch hunts. Right, so they, they, they don't want diversity of thought is, is what you're saying yeah well it's 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 they want what they, when they what they mean by diversity is they want you to agree with them and the second that you don't agree with them all of a sudden you're the you're the equivalent of the antichrist and the other issue that i have is that um i worked in family law for over 10 years adam as well and the, you know i i worked a lot of child abuse cases and i think that um Creating creating uh, institutionalized systems of education that indoctrinate people into uh, trans lifestyle or into certain LBGT lifestyle, I think, is very similar to grooming. And I'm I'm in full agreement with the American College of Pediatricians when they say that, you know, basically teaching prepubescent children this is child abuse and. Oh, is, there's, there's, there's no doubt about it. Of course, it's child abuse. Absolutely, but you see, the, the worst part is, is and I've never met a gay man who didn't tell me that he was sexually abused as a child. And I was getting there. Yeah, exactly. And what's, and what's worse is a statistic you'll never hear is that lesbian couples are 25 times more likely to be involved in domestic violence circumstances. Right. Okay? Right. Yeah, and they're I way think, more violent than I men. think these bisexual, transgender, and all these other people, I think they're actually pretty fucked up, mentally right. fucked up. I think they have gender dysphoria. And the reason they want us to give them rights and to recognize them and to let them get married and give them special privileges is because they know they're screwed up, okay? And they want us to tell them that they're not. Yeah. Right. Well, th that's that's my only problem is, you know, I'm all about live and let live. What consenting adults do in the privacy of their own home is nobody's business but their own. We're not, we're not talking about consenting adults. If you look at what Peterson was fighting with in, in Toronto, the, at the University of Toronto, you got a guy with tattoos on his face and purple hair wearing a fucking dress. And he's saying that he's discriminated. He can't get a job. Okay. Why would anyone hire the guy for Christ's sake? Give me a break. Well, no, yeah, that's that's the thing. Like when people want, they want to go beyond being tolerated to being basically held up and be given special privileges over others. That's that's when it goes too far. No, they want to be they want to be freaks, okay? And then they're saying, I want you to look at me as a freak and tell me I'm not a freak, okay? 
I mean, okay. I totally agree with consenting adults, and I am certainly uh, kinky as hell in, in my bedroom, but I don't bring that to the office with me, you know? Right. right. No, I agree. I totally agree. That's the thing. Like, if, if you want to, whatever you want to do, like, for example, there are people who like to dress up as babies and, you know, wear a saddle and have someone ride them around like a horse. But, yeah, they put on normal clothes and go to work. They don't They don't show up to work in their diaper fur. I understand, but if I meet fur, that guy and he's wearing his baby suit out in public, right. okay, and he's trying to get a fucking job at some company, of course they're not going to hire him. Right. Okay? That, it's nonsense. Exactly. No, I mean, that, I, is, that, I, that is nonsense. I agree. We, we are I'm, in absolute agreement. Okay, so if I'm wearing my fetish clothes at the office and I meet a new client, she's probably not going to hire me, right? Right. 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 I, and I should sue her for discrimination? That's hilarious. No, you know, th- right. this is why I present his mask. He should just accept the ball gag and be fine. Right. No, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like when I saw that furry at Walmart, like in his little, you know, college mascot outfit, it's like, come on. Remember that we did that article about, like, why can't my non-binary friends get laid? It's like because you look like fucking circus freaks. Okay, as well. so did you see the list? Take a look at the at the group of the LGBTQBAVC plus plus QD. <laughs> okay, we're di- we're dividing ourselves more and more and more, and the smaller and smaller and smaller victim groups, right? Right. So, the, well, the sure, that's the oppression Olympics. Yeah. Yeah, but the uh, oppression Olympics, the highest level, the, the the gold medal of the oppression Olympics is a black lesbian single mother uh, who's a transgender. Okay, give me a give me a break. Okay. Did you see those kids at Yale screaming at their professor about being oppressed? Students yeah. at Yale, for Christ's sake. Give yeah, me like upper, upper upper middle class kids with trust From funds. Yale, they're not upper middle class, my friend. You, you know, when I was in high school, I went to a school called Bellarmine in Tacoma, Washington, and Bellarmine was a Jesuit Catholic high school, and I was in a weight training class, and so. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we lifted weights, and Tuesdays and Thursdays, we did like a calisthenics. Sometimes it would be a sport, sometimes it would be just calisthenics, whatever it was. And I remember late October on a particularly cold winter, um, our, our gym teacher was a former Marine drill sergeant, and he had had a complaint against him by one of the students because we hadn't played a game on calisthenics day for like two weeks, and he complained to the vice principal about this. And so, our gym teacher was like, okay, so if you guys want to play games, we're going to play games now. So we had to wear uniforms for PE and or, or for gym class. And the the uniform had a, had a sweatshirt, but he said, okay, we're going to take off the sweatshirts. We're just going to wear the shorts and a t-shirt. And he had us run two twenties on every calisthenics day for two months out in the cold in the middle of winter. And if our time was slower than our last time, we had to do 10 push-ups. And then we had to cut across the field in order to run it again. So a field is 440. So cutting it, you basically you run your, you sprint your 220, then you walk straight across the other half of the field, then you sprint the 220 again. And as you got fatigued, of course, you're going to get more tired, which means you got more push-ups. So that's how they handled people who bitched when I was in high school. And nobody bitched again after that. Yep. Yep. Okay. Those are the days. <clears throat> right. Uh, let's get rid of that question now. So I think we beat that. We have. To death. Right. Uh, how's about this? Says 
How long would it take for the divorce issue to solve itself? If men just started off... No, I'm not asking that You're not question, asking sorry. Are you talking about when if men start going Robert Paulson on their wives? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would... It would definitely start a conversation. It, yeah. Because that's what's called accountability. Yeah. Anyway, next question. Uh, Las Vegas Miktel says, TFM, how long will you keep Celestina? Why would I get rid of her? Like, Run into her hands, bro. Like, it's, it's like, oh. better hands. No, like, okay, so her... Is, okay, is her... Do I... Was this, was this, this is, okay, this is very, what hold on, let me see, what, no, that, Celestina, it's not what you think, <laughs> you're getting, you're, you're, you're taking, you're, you're, you're taking this the wrong way, baby, we can work it out. TFM, I heard you cheating on me with that JD's luck. No. WTF, so Ben over. I'm going nice. in with no lube. No, that's we can we can I talk about I this. I don't buy used goods. Okay, we can talk about so. it anyway. No, okay. Here's what happened. So um, Celestina's fingers are just wires. They're not like articulated joints. Because you know a lot of people are like, uh, "Something's wrong with her hands, bro." It's because she's 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 not like the highest, most expensive doll they make. So she's she's only like two thousand dollars. So they make much more expensive ones that have a lot more features. Her fingers are just wires. Well, she weighs seventy five pounds. So you put seventy five pounds on a wire, it's gonna break. And so a lot of the a lot of her fingers are broken, and me and uh, Phil from the dollhouse we we're talking about like making a tutorial of how to fix the broken fingers. Well, this involves cutting into the skin to the the hand plate and reattaching the wires using a metal epoxy. And so I got the they got the epoxy, and I cut into the flesh, fixed the fingers. But here's where I here's where I screwed up. Instead of cutting through the palm, I cut through the back of the hand. And so when I was sealing up the skin using the TPE glue, which is really more of a solvent, it basically melts the TPE and then it kind of uh, recombines back into itself. But it, there's like a, a noticeable scar on the back of her hands because I cut through the back of the hand rather than through the palm. So that is, and I, I'm very... Sorry emotionally disturbed hands, for it yeah uh, she has she has yeah. she has scars on her hands now so i had to order them off. So, so no i'm not gonna why why would you say that <laughs> why? Dude, i want to move on from this question all right like okay let's move on That's anyway king richard iii says tfm what's your take on giving money and helping other countries in need after a natural disaster should america be responsible for helping no well, no, because we're borrowing money from. We are borrowing money from China every year. Like we okay. haven't had well, a. Okay, so following up, following on for a bit, would you give a thousand dollars to help Puerto Rico or Mexico? No, you, here's the problem. Uh, America has a a deficit every year. We have we have no money. So we don't have the money to give to anyone. Like if your friend is living on credit cards. And you're like, dude, oh man, my, my dog died and my grandma's sick. Can you give me some money? And like, dude, I'm broke. I'm living on credit cards. Oh, but I'm I'm yeah, really I'm really Puerto Rico really hurting. is not another country, by the way. Well, yeah, they they are part of they're like a, a whatever part of America. But, but the point is, is we shouldn't be giving money to anybody if we don't have money ourselves. And as long as we're as long as we're, but you we're are, running, your taxes are going to Puerto Rico. Well, right. Well, because we do. Because you know. Well, apparently it's it's all Chinese money is free but 
realistically, we shouldn't be giving money to anyone while we're, you know, in debt, while we're borrowing money from China. Because just like you, you wouldn't, and even if you care, it's, it's like if your brother came up to you, he's like, hey, man, I'm, I'm really hurt. Could you give me some money? You'd be like, well, I don't have any money. I'm broke. I'm living on credit cards. I'm unemployed. Uh, I'd help you if I could, but I can't. It's not like, oh, you son of a bitch, you don't love me. Like, no, it's not about that. It's a matter of we're broke. We can't give you money that we don't have. Get your own Chinese money. All right, so if um, Barack Obama took the federal deficit from $2 trillion to $20 trillion, does that make him the worst president in history? Uh, yeah, arguably, I suppose. Well, I don't know. Woodrow Wilson, I think, is the worst president in history. I mean, the, the deficit is only one element. I mean, you're going to talk about the worst president in history. Giving women the right to vote is definitely put you, putting you over the finish line, in my book. I don't think I blame Wilson for that. Well, but he didn't. He could have he stopped it. He could have could exited. It, 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 it really started in New Zealand in the 1890s. And the one who's most to blame for Western women getting the vote was that girl who um, threw herself under the king's horse in England. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember her name, but yeah, yeah. They should have. Uh, that, that, that really started the impetus to women, toward women having the vote. You know, this kind of this reminds me of a a point. There was a guy. There was in the news. A guy was protesting the family court in New Zealand. Ironically enough, he set himself on fire in front of the family court and killed himself to protest the way the family court discriminated against men, and nobody cares. So just just to compare and contrast, here we have a woman commit suicide to protest women not having rights. She's like this household name that everybody remembers who kicked off the feminist movement, destroyed Western civilization. Guy burns himself alive in front of the family court, barely makes the local news because it happened to a man. Okay, well, I mean, um, men have been disposable utilities for a very long time. Right. Well, it's, Wait, yeah, what, I'm gonna it's say, biology. I'm going to okay. let both of you Finish on I know. Got, I, I know. So, sorry. I'm sorry, Silvercat. I'm sorry. Yeah. So go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go to the next question. Right. All right. Next question. All right. Uh, question from Bad Guy J Bad Guy eighty five. He says, "Is there any way to be successful in a country that has universal basic income and other heavy socialist policies?" No. I mean, no, because any success you get is going to be taken from you and redistributed. So the, the, the successful person is the one who basically quits the earliest and collects the maximum amount of welfare for the minimum amount of effort and just enjoys the or gets the fuck out of the country before it collapses. It's like, who, who is successful in Venezuela? The people who left Venezuela. You know, you know who's successful in Venezuela? Um, the sister of the dictator. She's well, worth uh, $4 billion, by the way. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, unless you're part of the political class. To be successful, get the fuck out as soon as possible. And there was a um, the head of the secret police of the Soviet Union uh, was what you would call very successful in a socialist uh, country. Right. Yeah, that's it. So unless you can hook yourself up in like the, the reins of power, or just get the fuck out, those are your best bets. Okay, uh, next question, uh, guys. We really need to get through these. Oh, uh, listen, I'm gonna. Uh, well, hey, Kat, do we need to get through these? Let's get through them. Come on. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten more minutes. And if we, if we, uh, if there's still questions there, I'm just gonna delete them. All right. Gonna get on oh my goodness! Out of control. Sober cats anyway, on the uh, rampage. No shit. Sure. How big 
how big do you think MGTOW is, especially with regard to the silent majority? 134,714. Next, next, next question. I, I'd like to weigh in on this. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. okay. Trying to go through the next few questions. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. Um, I think that, that MGTOW is the silent majority, but I think that that every every divorced man is is going to have at least, is going to be red pilled and a lot of younger guys especially people in college who've had to deal with the social justice bullshit that's there who have not been totally cucked they're going to be red pill as well those male feminists that have been demonized because they thought that they were going to get to touch the pussy they're going to end up getting red pilled also marriage is falling through the floor the birth rate is falling through the floor even if these people are not identifying themselves as MGTOW and even if they're considered, you know, bachelors or whatever, I think that I would say over 50% of the men, maybe more, are are going to be MGTOW, whether or not they identify as such is irrelevant. Because you see these articles, I'm seeing them every day now, where these women are like, where are the good men? I can't find a guy. I can't find a good guy, blah, blah. And this isn't right. just about, like, the money. I mean, I mean they can't find anybody that's going to do anything with them other than pump them and dump them. But you never see like 20 year old women wondering where all the good men are. Right. You, you never right. see exposés from, you know, 22 well, year olds. But you have to understand, you have to understand that the, the, reason, the, reason that, the reason that that's the case, the reason that those 20 year olds aren't complaining is because they have a dick in their mouth so they can't talk. That's yeah, true. They're, at the top, they're at the top of their value in their game. Right. They think it's the greatest thing ever. And by the way, they think it's going to go on forever. Right. It's fantastic which is a beautiful thing is that they hit the freaking wall when they're 30 and that's when they start crying about how there's no good men because they can't find their multi-billionaire christian gray to uh, sweep them away and all that shit that's the truth right you know, I, I i actually no kidding talk to women every day and it's a, a slight variation of this thing that you're saying from the media where they're saying um i can't find a good man what they actually say is, I need to find my Christian Grey. Why can't I find Christian Grey? Like, they're not kidding. Right. Yeah, they think they deserve the absolute best. And they bring nothing to the table, but they just assume. They, they oh, think they're, bring, they're, they bring their pussy to the table. Right. And Christian Grey, the main attraction about him, by the way, is that he's a billionaire. Right. Well, yeah, everyone wants, like, these women, because of their emotional thinking, they all think they're in the 0.01% of all women when they're not like they would ne like they wouldn't even rate themselves a 5 even if they were clearly objectively a 5 in their in you know their it's really funny really funny uh, years ago i went on a date with a woman and she was telling me that she was an amazon okay and i met her and she's 5 foot 5 with a brunette okay Okay. And I said to her, you know, an Amazon would be, you know, six foot blonde. You know what I mean? Blue eyes, you know? Right. And she did, she literally didn't even know what I was talking about. I mean, the, the whole overvaluation, you're basically playing poker with someone who's got two twos and two threes, and they think they've got, a you know, a great hand. Right. Well, maybe she dressed up as Wonder Woman for Halloween, and she thought that qualified her as an Amazon. No, I, I, I love Wonder Woman. The truth is that the the father and the mother who had her later in life overvalued her 
And father said to her, honey, you're a princess. You're beautiful. You can have anything you want. You can live anywhere you want. You can be anything you want. And even though you look at her and she seems like she's 35, her brain is around 12. Okay? That's right. the truth. Oh, I agree. Right. Moving on swiftly. Um, question from Rexy to 2015 says, TFM, if you had money, would you move to a state other than California? Yep. Well, it's not really, but it's about, I need passive income. Like I could, I have money, I can move, but then the problem is what do I, what do I do? Like my savings aren't going to last forever. So I need, I need a job in this, this new place. Well, you can always get a job, man. Yeah, I put but... all my I put all my I put all my money into Facebook, so I don't have to worry about <laughs> passive income. Okay. I a, man, I bet all my money on Twitter, and it's all it's gone to shit. Or I could be like these people, like I'm. Hey, I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you to buy Twitter. I'm talking I know, Facebook. Okay? I know. I put all my money in Bitcoin. This, it's triple. By the way, I I bought a couple of hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin a few years ago, and I forgot about it, and it's like five thousand now. Right. Yeah. It's a huge bubble. Get ready. Sell. Sell now. All right. Right. Can we move on, please? I I sorry, Silvercat. I'm sorry. Sorry. Silver says. Mostly for DDJ, although cat or monkey can chime in. We say we should keep silent about MGTOW, but you spoke on your son about, you spoke to your son about MGTOW. Should we educate children about MGTOW, given the chance? I, I think it's like, um, it's like that movie, Fight Club. The first rule of MGTOW is you don't talk about MGTOW. Well, you don't mention it by name. I mean, you yeah, can say, yeah. I mean, look at, you look at like Helen Smith, right? Helen Smith was like men on strike. I mean, it was a MGTOW book. She was talking yeah. about she was talking about MGTOW. So there's a lot of ways that you can red pill and and uh, teach your teach your children and teach the people around you about MGTOW without actually ever saying the name. You just yeah. tell them about what the what the nuts and bolts just, of the philosophy yeah. and the lifestyle. The That's yeah, it. the principles of MGTOW. Just explain that. Don't ever say MGTOW because you know if you work yeah. in a certain place like a school where you're talking about MGTOW, the uh, Social justice warrior police will come down you like a ton of bricks. So you need to be careful about it. Don't be stupid. Exactly. Yeah, you know, the the good thing about MGTOW philosophy is it's it can be adapted. So you don't have to talk. You could you could talk to him about uh, Buddhism. You know, you could talk to him about the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You could talk about mutual benefit. You can work in aspects of the philosophy without using the the actual acronym extremely easily. So yeah, the acronym is is really only as useful for certain purposes, but in your day to day life, it's probably more of a liability than an asset. Because you know, I actually predict. You know how um, how they've turned Pepe and uh, Kekistan into hate symbols. I fully predict that in the next couple of years, they're going to turn the red pill into a hate symbol. So if you, yeah, they're trying that now. Yeah, yeah. they're trying, but it's going to succeed just the way. Ke like if you have a Kekistani flag, which is a satire, uh, you're you're a, a Nazi. Like it, the, these people, and they, they they can't be that stupid. They have to realize it's satire, but they don't care. So you know, it is what it is. So yeah, look forward to the red pill being demonized, just like Kekistan, just like uh, Pepe the Frog. Well, you know what? Everything makes you a Nazi now. So right, that's pretty. You know, I mean, it, it's funny. There was a, a video I saw. This black guy, 
and they were screaming at him that he was a white supremacist, you know? <laughs> yeah, and they, he's they, black, they white called Ben Shapiro, who's Jewish, uh, a white supremacist Nazi. I mean, they called Milo Yiannopoulos, who's a gay Jew with a black husband, yeah. a Nazi. Yeah, yeah. Like, a black he, husband. He's yep. a, no, he's a white supremacist Nazi. He's a Forget white supremacist. Nazi. No, there was a guy, someone was sharing this on Twitter. Um, this black guy was basically saying that even though he has a black husband and he's a gay Jew, he's still a white supremacist Nazi because slave owners used to have sex with their slaves too. Like yeah, he was comparing a guy really, marrying he's, a black he's what guy. He's all really confused. Okay? <laughs> he's he's but, um, a booger eating moron. An interesting, an interesting tidbit in terms of raising children. Um, I represented, and I'm going to have him as a guest on this show, I hope, pretty soon. Uh, the guy who started the pickup community. And uh, he used to do seminars, and I used to drag my son to them when he was like maybe 11, 12, 13 years old. And I was talking about them in the context, not so much of pickup, but when he was 11, of having confidence right. and not being afraid and, and asking for what you want. And uh, I think it had a pretty good effect on him overall. He's a very confident young adult now, I would say. Yeah, I mean, the pickup artists, they they understand the red pill. They understand female nature. They just use it to their own ends. The problem with pickup is um, the laws have gotten so bad. Like, there was a pickup artist that got arrested for rape last year, like November 2016. Because, yeah, he, you know, he used his game, got a chick to sleep with him, and then she basically accused him of rape. And because the laws are so yeah. slanted towards the woman, he, he was found guilty. So, you know, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't blame the pickup community for that, to tell you the truth. I mean, the bottom line is, in all seriousness, almost everything you do with a woman now can easily be parlayed into rape. It's oh, no, right. That's the point, though. But like TFM, I'm going to let you finish. OK. And then, Adam, you're going to say something and then I'm going to move on. OK. All right. No. What's with you guys? I thought we had a three hour show. No, we Cat, it's cat sober. That's the problem. You, you so have to understand that. You have to understand that. Even though we have a three-hour show, we are jam-packed. Cat's doing this because cat is cat is. We're gonna sober. be seven hours in. Yeah, when it's sober cat, sober Somebody cat's on the get, rampage. Get, get cat a fucking drink, man. Jesus. I know. If I could do it mentally, I would, but I, I can't. Okay. Um, no, I, I guess right, we'll, right. let's just move on. Let's because I told I don't even remember my train of thought. You derailed it. There were no survivors. All right. All right. Uh, Question from Chrisette. He says, What is your opinion on Australian females? What have you heard about them? And how do you think their characteristics relate to other women in the Anglo sphere? I they're, believe they're no different than in, the worst women on earth. No, they're, they're no different than uh, American women, British women. Swedish women like it just women aren't different. There's, there's no like all oh, these women are the good women Oh, these women are the terrible women. They're all the same. It, it's all about their it's it's whatever men let women get away with is what they'll do So yeah women in Australia and Canada and the UK and what yeah, they're all they're all a bunch of this and that but it's because the men don't keep their pimp hands strong that's the difference you know in these asian countries and these muslim countries the only difference is the men don't put up with their bullshit western men could stop putting up with women's bullshit and solve the problem tomorrow but you know cuck lives matter exactly all right so uh quinn 9009 leo 12399 keeping it simple one disjunctive 12 I apologize, but I am wiping your questions now. Oh my goodness. We are 50, 51 minutes into the show. I want to move on to the next. I want to move on to the first guest. Okay. Uh, 
And I am now opening the floor to the questions from Twitch. So, with that said, uh, first guest is for the last time. And he says, I would like to appear on a show to talk about a non-personal story, but about a story that blew up in my country last year and made it to national news and everybody was talking about it at the time. Okay. Now. Right, I'm going to be logging these questions, so... Okay, you do you. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot coming in right now. Mm -hmm. uh, for the last time, are you there? Hello? Yes, I am here. All right. Hello. Oh, you were like, I'm, uh, am I live? Yeah, Welcome. you're live. Hold on. You let, me, let me let me turn uh, you up. Okay. You're a little bit quiet. Uh, uh, am I quiet? Should I like raise my voice? No, hold on. I'm gonna. I got you. Okay. I got I got you, Boo. I'm just gonna turn. I'm gonna turn you up. All right. There I doubled is... doubled your volume. Okay. There is like this music playing in the background. Yeah. Game. That. Go ahead and right click yeah. that. Right click Fred Boat and mute it. Uh, where should I right click? You go in Discord, right click Fredboat, mute it. Mute it. Okay, okay. There you go. You did it. Save, save the day. Okay, just about. I just did. Now, what I need you to do is move okay. the mic a little bit away from your mouth. Yeah, your or just, just yeah, because we can hear yeah. your breath. So you're. you're Don't deep throat yeah. the mic. Yeah, you Yeah. Okay, so Got a little Darth Vader action going on. Okay. What happened to your laptop, dude? What happened to your laptop or your computer that you were on previously? Uh, uh it's the same one. Uh, the, the, the is anybody, like, yeah. anything change? Yeah, we can we can hear that you're on your. Are you on your phone? Uh, no, or desktop PC. Okay, uh, don't worry about it. Anyway, okay. uh, floor is yours. Gone. Yeah, let's let's floor hear yours. your hear your tale. Okay, so should I start now? Yes, start. Please do. Okay. Sober Cat is going to get really upset if you don't start. Very upset. Whenever you're ready. Uh, okay, so okay, so I will start now. Okay, so uh, there you go. Okay, so I'm from uh, Algeria, not uh, not not uh, Nigeria. Huge difference. I'm uh, from the same country uh, where uh, Louis Marco is from. So uh, okay. I am familiar with that I, Algeria and Nigeria are two different countries. Oh, okay, okay. So, uh, so English is not my first language. So I have written okay. uh, the story. So I, so, so All right. I want to uh, start So, let's do it. Come on, uh -huh. let's go, gotta keep the show flowing. Okay, so uh, the oh, the story I want to share a story uh, about an incident that happened more than a year ago and talk about uh, the reaction that followed that incident okay and uh, and, my own, and my own commentary and uh, some thoughts about right let's so do it come on okay. this whole story started back when uh, there was a tv channel that did uh, did street interviews basically they uh, go outside and ask people stupid and random questions and the question of that day was, what uh, what would you do if the Prophet Muhammad is still alive today? And uh, and some people would say, and some people would say, I would start praying, I would start fasting, and things like that. So 
uh-huh. there was this girl. There was this girl that. Uh, why are you whispering? Yeah, why are you whispering, dude? Yeah, are, is this is this like uh-huh. gonna be real, like the good stuff? Are you like looking around, be like, hold on, I don't want to offend anyone. No, <laughs> like, no, are you gonna tell us a racist joke or something? No, no. All right, you, you don't. Okay, you don't have to whisper. But this isn't like. You're in the safe space. I'm considering turning off the music because you're whispering. Yeah. Okay, so they were asking people if the Prophet Muhammad was still alive, what would you do? And some people were like, I would pray, I would fast, and then, and then continue. That, come on. Okay, so, so there was this girl, she looked uh, nice, and she looked shy and uh, religious, and she just started crying. Okay. And she could barely speak. Okay, am I speaking uh, normally now? You're fine. I just you're you're like yeah. You're like your you're voice really, is very soft. You're very soft-spoken, you're whispery, yeah. and you're like meandering around the story. I just want to know what the girl is saying. So the Prophet Muhammad okay. is alive. She started to cry. Go. She starts. Yeah, she started crying. Okay. And yeah, she she got scared because she never met a pedophile before. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. So, okay. yeah, uh, probably, probably. Come on, man, spit it out. Yeah, man. And what she did after that is that she started. You know, she shared that video on her Facebook so that she gets a lot of attention, and she indeed got it. Uh, people were commenting on uh, the video, praising her and saying that I wish I could marry her, and the one and the one that will marry her, marry her is, is very lucky. Because she cried? Yes, that's what happened. But what is the moral of the story? What, yeah, what? what, Okay, so this story happened last year, so it must have been this really good story that was worth remembering and... She cried at the thought of the prophet, don't you guys understand? Who fucking cares? Like, what? uh, Adam, break it down for us. Does does nothing happen in Algeria that this is fucking news a year later? The Prophet Muhammad, blessed blessed be upon him, blessed be his name, mm-hmm. and peace be upon him. Mm-hmm. He married uh, Aisha when she was six years old and fucked her when she was nine years old, okay? And so now a young girl fantasizes of being with the Prophet. It's considered a beautiful thing. There you go. No, I don't think this. No, no, it's not like that. What? I can't hear anything from so whispers, you Mickey. To us, what is it like? <laughs> because I, I've been hearing yeah. muffled. I'm. You did not sound like this. I don't. You did not sound like this in the pre-screen. So, yeah. Was someone, maybe your wife's next to you. Yeah. Are you? So, are, uh, are you like being? Are you being followed? Is the CIA like kicking down your door? Because this is this is a terrible story, just so you know. And the fact that you like built yeah, this up, like this, this happened last year in Algeria, and I was expecting yeah. something. I mean, we're talking something significant well, that happened. It's not, it's not the end of the story. I was just okay. okay. Please like, cut, cut start. to the dead hooker. Cut to the part with right. the dead hooker. Right. We need to, we need to bring right. this story up a notch. Because you're yeah, boring the shit music. out of me. So please, well, I want you to skip to the part with the dead hooker and start from there. Go. Was this guy from uh, who was an immigrant in New York? Right. He killed how many dead hookers did he kill? He so okay, so nobody is, nobody is dead. <sighs> Carry on, dude. You kill me, okay, Smalls. So. And, and I was the one wasting time. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm I, I apologize, Adam. I apologize on behalf of Cat. <laughs> There you go. He's done. 
done. Adam called it. Yeah, that was. Why? What was the point? What was the point? What the fuck? His what? story was a lot better in the pre-screen. Oh, he was talking shit because he wanted to be. Can you tell us? Okay, Cat, did he tell you the ending? I really want to know what the fucking point of that story was. You know what? You know what? He told me. He told me half the story. It was. It was. It was a story from like Gone Girl, but the Muslim version, pretty much. Okay, so she was pretending to be innocent to lure a guy and. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know what? I'm not even gonna get into the details. We already did one of those. We did one of those stories before, though. Like we had a guy come from who was who did that Gone Girl bullshit. Remember the Muslim guy who 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 went over to went home to grab the oh, chick? Oh, uh, yeah. What was it? Uh, shit. What country? And he was, was like, that? he married her from three three. Yeah, he was like, he, she was Saudi or some shit. We, uh, I think it was Lebanon or yeah, yeah. yeah he married like, or, he, he married yeah. a nineteen year old girl, and she just was using him for citizenship and cheating on him. Right. Wait, yep. Hold up, God damn. <laughs> Wait. Oh, is it, was it floating back up? Yeah. It was I hate. I hate when it floats sex. back up. Yeah, I know. Fucking worse. Anyway, oh, guys. Let's anyway. get through some of these questions. Yeah, that was on, on that was dog shit. The show. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, we were. We had. A, you were interrupting. We had a, me and Adam having a good conversation. And you made it seem like we had something really important to get to. Oh, so so it's my fault then. <laughs> I'm. I, I just. Oh, I trust. Yeah. I, yeah. I trust your judgment to avoid these situations. And I'm not yeah. mad. I'm just disappointed. When the next when the next guest gets here, you need to go into the kitchen and pour yourself a drink, and then come. Yeah, back. I need you. You need to pour some vodka in your milk saucer. Get a little yeah. little tipsy, and you'll feel better. We'll all feel better. It's, it, everyone wins. Anyway, all right. Questions. Here's the questions. Do it. <laughs> I think he left to go get his, uh, okay. get his drink. He's there like, you go. That. <laughs> but I'm but anyway, uh, I don't know how much you guys have seen of Japanese culture, okay? But one of their fantasies, and you see this in the anime, is this innocent little girl who actually, you know, you start to fuck her and she, you kind of half raping her, but then she likes it, okay? That is the predominant fantasy also among Muslims, I would have to say. Yeah, I mean that's pretty common in porn. The the whole the kind of the rape that oh, turns where, into consensual that's that sex. Story, that's where that guy's story was was from oh. and where it was going. There you go. Just watch Pornhub. All right, there you go. Yeah, it's safer. All right, it's Kat, safer. Go ahead. Get, get all your weird kicks out. Question from Doomlight says, "I am a data analyst, having to live paycheck to paycheck in commie for me." Call me yeah. for me up. That's what he calls it. Yeah. Uh, so, what would you recommend that I flee to this, from this forsaken land? That's what he says. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to have something lined up. So, uh, yeah, see if you can get a job doing something somewhere else. I mean, if you don't have a family and it's just you, you there's nothing tying you down to any location except your job. So, yeah, try to get a job somewhere else. Um, and then just like go and you could live yeah. and here's the thing as a single man you can live very minimalistically while you're getting established somewhere and it's not going to be like if you had a family that would be pretty impossible but just as a single man yeah, you could you could pull it off like look at look at these movies from like the Dust Bowl era where these guys would just travel west because there's no work 
And they would just like, you know, have like a little knapsack of their belongings on a stick. I'm not saying you have to go to that extreme, but you know, if you want it bad enough, if you're hungry enough, you'll figure it out. Okay, next question. It's from Ducas Maximus. He says, TFM, you claim that Celestina was half Asian, but isn't she full Asian? I thought she was made in China. Also, since yeah. you mentioned the imposters of... All right, speaking of I'm Celestina. Yeah. I don't know why the delay, but no, she's a uh, she is she's she's made in China. Dad, but you need to get drunk. There we go. You suck at your job, sober. You interrupt <laughs> the good stuff with bull crap. <laughs> also, TFM, if you talk to that slut JD oh again, I will cut I like you. That. that was good. That, that was good. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, so Celestina is. Yeah. She's made in China, Wait, so I technically... Finished, I haven't finished the question. Okay. It was, it was a two... All right. two All right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Holy shit, first, $50. Yes, I killed my pirate wench oh. and had to make her walk the plank. Here's $50 in hush money. This place needs a dead hooker story <laughs> after that guest cat go get a goddamn drink. There you go. Thank you for the $50. Um, okay, so can continue your uh, your question. Cat. Okay. Uh, what, what was the second part of the question? Yeah. Uh, what your what what are your personal opinions about Asian culture? Would you consider it more superior and developed, or is the West the best? Fun fact: Some parts of China eat raw monkey brains while the monkey is still screaming. Yeah, what? we're. Yeah, I don't want to go there. Is obviously. That a yeah, they, they they do some weird shit in Asia. So I I don't like the jungle Asians. Like I'm I'm like the uh, the city Asians, not so much the jungle Asians. Now uh, for Celestina, she is made in China, so technically she's Chinese, but she's modeled after a half Asian, which is why I call her half Asian because they have white, they have black dolls, but they're all made in China. So are they are they white? Are they black? Are they Chinese? It, it gets it's all depending on your point of view. Uh, but Celestina is, is based off half Asian, and I I don't know I, I, I love half Asians. It's like it's a three little bears thing. White chicks are too white, Asians are too Asiany, but half Asians they just they, they hit that sweet note, that perfect balance. But uh, Asian culture, um, I'm not. I honestly like Western culture better uh, because it seems Westerners are more innovative. They're more risk taking. Uh, they also just, you know, studies have shown that uh, white people are the only ones who actually believe in small government. You know, even Asians who have higher IQs still have a collectivist mindset. So because I value freedom and small government and innovation and technical stuff, I do, I, I if I had, if I had to choose one, I would choose Western civilization over Asian civilization. But it's not, Asians, I mean, they're, they're easily a close second when you're comparing it to like the alternatives like would you rather live in you know asia or would you rather live in the middle east uh, asia fucking i'll leave i'll take my chance with the people who eat the raw monkey brains then go live in the middle east okay there you go uh one second i'm just sorry let me let me get this question off i should not the uh, middle east man i i lived for many years in israel and it's uh the hottest chicks in the world, to say the least. Okay. 
I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm thinking like the Middle East as a whole. Israel's like a tiny little like sliver. That's like judging um, the West by Sweden. Like, oh, fuck, Europe is shit. Have you been to Sweden? Uh, like, well, you can't judge all of Europe by Sweden. You know, you can't judge all of the Middle East by Israel. I've been to uh, Dubai. Have you ever, uh, ever seen the girls in uh, East Europe, man? That's mind-blowing in the Ukraine oh, and Russia. Actually, well, speaking, I just saw there was an article. Okay, because you know how there's, like, too many men in China because they have that one-child policy? There's not enough women to go around? Oh yeah, the dating, the dating service. Yeah, so the, yeah, the Chinese guy went to Ukraine. <clears throat> he, he married a Ukrainian woman, and he's starting a Chinese Ukrainian dating service to help Chinese men find Ukrainian brides. And because I love me some half Asians, I'm like, that's where I'm going. Mm, I'm gonna hook me up. I'm hooking yeah, up all my brilliant, man. my half Asian wa waifus in about 20 years. It's gonna there be awesome. Go. That's where my hair right, is gonna be. Uh, Moving on. Next question from Iceland PVM says, uh, how widespread is MGTOW really? I'm seeing a lot of college students and even a professor I know talk about red-pilled ideas about women. Is there really a silent majority? Yeah, well, the, again, a, mo a lot of people are MGTOW who don't use the label, have never heard of the acronym. Uh, actually, there were uh, Red Pill Germany. He sent me a video. There's a guy in Germany who's like a famous author uh, and writer who basically wrote this, I don't know if it was a book or an article or an op-ed, basically talking about how they need to take women's rights away and, you know, Western civilization is going to fall and the women are just going to spread their legs to the conquerors. Basically, like, quoting me without quoting me. But he's like a famous writer in Germany. And I'm sure he's never seen a single one of my videos. He's just looked at the same data and information I have and come to the same conclusions. And that's really all MGTOW is. It's men who, you know, have that, the gift of logic and reason looking at the situation and coming up with a rational choice, which is MGTOW. But if you've never heard the term MGTOW before, it doesn't mean you aren't going to live the lifestyle. And I've said this many times that, you know, I had a personal philosophy before I even knew what MGTOW was. And I think probably the majority of people who are MGTOW essentially, they don't know what MGTOW is. They're just, they're living their life and they're, they're living the, the philosophy without actually using the, the name. So that's why you really can't know how big MGTOW is. Because you look at like the, the, the MGTOW subreddit or MGTOW.com or, you know, Sandman or MGTOW 101 subscriber numbers. That doesn't tell you how big MGTOW is. Because once you factor in the, these guys who are just walking away from marriage because they realize it's a shitty deal. And they're basically like living the lifestyle and living the philosophy without actually using the name because they've never heard it. Do you count them? Are they, are they MGTOW? Are they not MGTOW? You know, that's why it's such a hard question to answer. All right. Uh, five more minutes and then we'll move on to the next guest. All right. Question from Rexy to 2015. This is TFM. One of your suggestions for fixing the West is banning divorce and punishing adultery with death. Mm -hmm. Would you still have an innocent until proven guilty standard for the capital crime of adultery? If so, wouldn't it be extremely difficult to get solid proof and nearly all cases of it would be would go unpunished? Uh, well, yeah, you have to have an innocent until proven guilty standard. Um, if it, if you can't prove, I mean, obviously the women, if the women are cheating on the husband, they're going to cry rape to try to save their own asses. But the thing is, is if the guy knows he's going to be accused of rape if they're caught, 
he's going to be much less likely to fuck a married woman. That the, the reason why all this shit goes down is because there's no consequences. Ad adultery isn't a crime. And the reason why I, 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 call, I talk about adultery and arranged marriages and it's to eliminate female choice. Gynocentrism can only exist when you have male competition and female choice. You really can't eliminate male competition permanently. You can have male competition be limited in the short term, like after a war when there's plenty of women to go around and there's male scarcity. But after a generation or two, the numbers are going to stabilize and then you're not going to have male scarcity anymore and there's going to be male competition. The one thing you actually can set up to last a long time to set up a stable system is to eliminate or restrict female choice. And that's how you keep hypergamy, well not hypergamy, but gynocentrism from taking root. And you see this in most ancient cultures. Uh, they had arranged marriages, they they didn't allow people just to get divorced willy-nilly, and they punished adultery. And all those three things limit female choice. Because if the woman can't choose her husband, can't cheat on her husband, and can't cuck her husband, and she can't divorce her husband, well, then she's, she doesn't have any choice. And without female choice, you can't have gynocentrism. But I don't think, you can You can have both. You can have a system that restricts female choice in order to keep gynocentrism from taking root and have a legal system based on innocent until proven guilty. I see no contradiction between the two. In, the problem if, is, go ahead. The problem is, the reality, the reality of this is that um, they showed in studies that up to 20% of men are raising children that are not theirs that they think are theirs right and that's worldwide okay it's actually higher than that in the u.s it's 30 percent and in the uk right, well, it's 48. i gotta tell you something i yeah. was in um I, w I lived in saudi arabia okay yeah and in saudi arabia the punishment uh for a woman being with another man adulterously is so harsh i mean it's unbelievable the things that they do there okay and yet women do it anyway it's something that women cannot help. So no matter what the risk factor, no matter how harsh the punishment, women cannot help themselves. Seriously, it's not a joke. No, I'm, I'm not doubting so, you. I'm just saying like, yeah, you, you can't uh, like, okay, I'll give you a perfect example. These princesses would, would drive around in a limousine and they would find foreign guys, grab them into the limousine, fuck them and then drop them off and never see them again. Okay. A woman cannot help herself. And so no matter what law you put, no matter how strict it is, it's not going to make a difference. If you look at the Puritans that first landed in Plymouth Rock or whatever, if you were there now, you'd see the same shit. You'd right. see borderline personality. You'd see hysterical women. You'd see cheaters. You'd see sluts. This is how the world has always been. We're just much more open about it uh, in the Western world today. No, right. I agree with you. I'm, I'm not saying these things would... The, the goal isn't to end uh, adultery. You, you, you really can't. Like you said, women women are women. They're going to do this no matter what. The point is is to stop gynocentrism, to, to keep women from fucking up society with their bullshit. That, that's, the only way to do that is to take women's uh, choice away. Because if, if men don't have to kiss their ass, there's no reason to give them power. The whole reason why we're fucked is because men, because they were thirsty, gave women these rights. And that's where yeah, we fuck but, but as you say, the cat is out of the bag. There's no way to undo it now. Well, I mean, if you look at that, um, theoretically, Unwin, we could. Unwin said it's irreversible. Man. No, it is. It's it, it's realistically, it's completely irreversible. Um, in, you know, you have people who are they agree that you know the Western civilization is fucked. There's problems, but then when you 
when you present the solution, because a lot of people, especially traditionalists, are like, you know, oh, family values are shit, the fertility rate is low, uh, the West is dying, we need to really, we need to solve oh, yeah. this problem. So you're going you're gonna to tell a German woman, Ger Germany has a fertility rate of 0.6, right? You're going to tell a German woman, oh, forget about your career. Get married and have five kids because we need to have a future in our society. She couldn't care less. And when her country is invaded, as it's being invaded now by Muslims from uh, Africa, she's going to fuck every last one of them. Did you know that? Oh, no, I, I know. I've, uh, I've talked about that. No, my point is, though, is... So she's going to say, oh, oh, no, no, I love my country so much. No. So much. No, I'm okay. so worried about the future of our nation that I'm going to give up my right to vote. Yeah, sure. Well, right. No, you, the, the, the solution isn't to con convince women to give up the right to vote. The solution is to take away women's right to vote. Because what are they going to do about it? Are they going to take up arms and start a civil war against men? I, I, I was at the um, University of Southern California a few days ago. Mm -hmm. That's where my son goes. And I was talking to some of his classmates who were young women, like uh, 18, 19, 20. And their fantasy dream is that Michelle Obama will run against Trump and be the next president. Okay? Right. And if you, if you understand the dimensions of what a fucking loser she is, okay? <laughs> and I just saw on, on TV they showed... They showed um, Miley Cyrus crying to Hillary Clinton how sorry she was that she didn't get elected, okay? Mm -hmm. And they're carrying on. The, the female leaders we have today, Nancy Pelosi, okay? That's the future, my friends. Look at Germany. The most powerful person in, in Europe is a woman that never had children, and is, is the, the chancellor of Germany, Angela Merkel, okay? complete fucking moron destroying her own country and then you have Theresa may in england also by the way childless destroying her own country okay these right. are the people in charge all right right and if women are majority and women are voting and men are a bunch of fucking white knights trying mm -hmm. to save women's asses all day long then this is it this is this is like unwin said it's irreversible so we should right, just right. like like do like aaron clary enjoy the decline man well no that's that's kind of what I am doing, obviously. But the thing is, is there's only one, there's only one element. It's like a three-legged stool. If if men stopping white knight cucks and did what needed to be done, because here's the thing: when the collapse happens, uh, the men are going to be the ones executed. The women are just going to suck the dicks and fuck the conquerors. They're going to be fine. They're going to lose their rights, but they'll still be alive. But the men will be killed. So. It's the men, they are the solution. We don't need women's permission to solve the problem. We don't need their consent. Men can solve the problem. But men need to stop being fucking cucks and being like, oh, I'm, you know, women deserve equal rights because they're citizens and they, they pay taxes sometimes. That's the, actually tax women, women. Women are actually a net drain on taxes. Right. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. No, but, I'm, I'm, we, we are, we are. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, sober cat. Sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. TFM, last thoughts. Adam Q, no, but... last thoughts, and then we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> We're done. Go. Wait, let's just, let's bring let's on the guest. Just, okay. All right. So next guest is uh, his name is John Rain eighty. He says uh, he wants to talk about his discovery and journey to MGTOW, how it affected slash benefited him over the years and how stupidly gynocentric the military has gotten oh god yeah so, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew that you and him have, would have something to talk about. Yeah, yeah. it's. I, I got out. <laughs> What's happened in the the U.S. military is. Well, 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 before race. we before we yeah. start, we're, we're gonna we'll get to that. Start. Can we bring? Yeah, we'll yeah bring, on the guests. bring on the guest, and then we'll we shall discuss. But I'm getting so much hate in the chat. Like everyone's saying, get a drink. You know, go away, cat. You're not. <laughs> you know, you're you're not drunk enough. Like I know so much cat hate. The, the the cat hate is real. Yeah, that's bullshit. I like cat tacos. They're already yeah. They're the getting the bastard. They're getting the the, the what the what is it called? The tortilla, the crunchy. What's the what's the taco shell called? I think TFM needs a drink for now. So what's, what's the, the taco shell called? It's called yeah. a taco shell. No, but what is what is the Mexican <laughs> name for it? I don't know. Taco shell. You're Hispanic. You're supposed to know these things. It, whatever i'm a united states citizen it's taco <laughs> shell fuck that here we go so if you go down to mexico in the word for it is taco shell i'm gonna say taco shell all right and laugh you're, about it you're the whitest mexican i've ever met half white <laughs> all right so uh john rain are you there dude that's affirmative i'm here all right welcome 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 i'm glad to be here all right Spain. I got the Twitch uh, muted, and uh, I won't let DDJ trick me. There you go. All right. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Did you let's, guys hear uh, anything? No. Uh, I don't know. Okay. So let's uh, <laughs> let, let's let's just oh, jump yeah. into it because we got to make up for our last guest who just kind of meandered around the yeah. the issue. This is this is go. You know, off the high dive into the deep end. Go. There you go. High dive deep and I. All right. Well, first things first. Um, been in the Navy for 17 years. Uh, joined in 2000. Nice. I um, uh, been literally all over the place. San Diego, um, Florida. Never got stationed in Norfolk because fuck that place. Yeah, place sucks. Uh, I got stationed in the Midwest for a little bit for shore duty. Um, then I just like TFM did. I went on IA. I was in in country in Baghdad doing CRAM, which is a a thing that the Navy has. It's called something else that shoots uh, fast moving objects, fast moving metal objects out the sky. Is that the little R two D two looking railgun? Yep, just like that. And uh, yeah. because the insurgents, they couldn't they could buy rounds, but they couldn't buy weapons. So they were buying mortars and rockets but no mortar systems and no rocket launchers so they were just launching them trying to figure out ways to launch them and they were landing wherever so the the army saw that the navy had something that could shoot that down so they co-opted yeah. the tech and until the uh the yeah. army guys had enough people who were trained up to use it they had navy guys operating the gear so uh, i went in right. country and operated the gear now uh, when i was the, when i was in they was that was called seawiz they changed the yeah, name. It's the sec it, that's what it is. It's it's SeaWiz, but the army called it Sea Ram, so counter rocket artillery and mortar. What? But it's the exact same thing, except it's it's, just... it's a little mobile because they put it on the back of flatbeds and then they hook the generator up to it. Oh, hold on. Uh, yeah. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Is that suit? Oh, yeah. Hold on. I think oh. Oh, this is for you, cat. So you go ahead and take it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you also, need, you need to up uh, the. Captain's orders, Cat, um, go sorry, get a drink or uh, so. Help me, God, I'll good. make you hey, walk uh, the plank the chat, Since Cat that is not lunch. drinking, I am drinking for Cat. There you go. So I have been drinking what I call 
Japanese boilermakers because I'm stationed over here in Japan. So I'm drinking Japanese beer and drinking Japanese whiskey. So cat, you don't got to worry about drinking. I got you. Bro. He's got. He's got. He's got you, boo. All right, so um, you want to talk about how gynocentric the military has gotten recently? Like, I got out in two thousand nine, so that's when I that's when I threw deuces, grew up my my freedom beard, rolled out. Yeah, you were uh, smarter than I because uh, I actually reenlisted in two thousand nine to put me over the ten year mark, mm-hmm. and you know how that is. And once you go over ten, most people stick around for the next ten to get their right. Retirement. Well, they they're already past the hump. They're like, I'm going to retire at, with my twenty. Yeah, I did. I did yep. uh, two. I did eight years. Rolled out. I was actually you know considering that you know I, I reenlisted to get my shore duty, and then while I was. On shore duty, I wanted to do an IA so I could get out with a lot of money, and then I uh, I stuck around for God only knows what reason. It's not like I got married or had a kid or nothing. I just decided to stay. So well, it is what it is. I'm I have thought about, about like I have thought about like if I made the right call, because um, basically I went back to school and did all that stuff. But maybe I don't know. Maybe I could have stayed in. Whatever. I just I just got tired of the bullshit. All right. Well, I will. I'll, I'll jump right. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the cliff notes of, of the things that led me to uh, this thing called MIGTAL. The first thing that happened was uh, in 05 when we came back from deployment. Uh, TFM might know uh, there's this thing called the Tiger Cruise, where uh, people's family members can join, get on board the ship for the back end of the deployment. Right. And what a lot of people do is they'll give up their racks on board, which is their sleeping area, so that the the civilians can have a place to sleep and they'll get sent home from deployment anywhere from eight to, you know, like 14 days early. And this one guy did that so that he could get home to his wife, only to find his wife cheating on him. Ouch. um, Uh, That's like no surprise whatsoever, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It's not a surprise. But what the surprise was, was that... You know, of course, they go through the divorce and everything, and they still have to split assets, even though she ruined the fucking marriage. Right. And because he increased her standard of living, he had to pay her alimony. Well, and not I'm only like, that, but the... That's cold, that's cold. No fault divorce, brother. Well, there, oh, it's, yeah. No, it's, it, but it's even worse than that, because the, the military always sides with the woman against the person who's actually in the military. So of like, course, don't you? Oh don't yeah. You so you, you, you'd think the they JAG officer, the public, the public relations, for Christ yeah. So like they yeah, won't, there's, there's they no won't protect for, for for your own. Then yeah, they won't, they won't. Like, yeah, they won't protect the actual military when I, member. One at a time. One at a time, please. Throw the soldier under the bus. By the way, there's an office in the Pentagon, and I've dealt with them directly that handles child support matters, and they don't give a shit about the serviceman. All they can think about is the woman. For Christ's sake. Yep. Such is life. Yeah, so so that was my first um, vicarious experience. And I didn't really think about it much until after I got back from my IA, because that was in uh, or the, my individual augmentee, that, what, the thing that TFM did. And that was in 2010. And wh- when I came back from the IA, I mean, nothing happened to me. I wasn't injured. I didn't, you know, I didn't get hurt badly or anything like that it was just a a pretty routine thing but i was isolated a lot due to the the watch that i was standing i was on my own for eight and then 12 hours a day completely solo in a a box basically that i could touch all the sides on because i was in thing watching the most remote area and it just had a lot of time for the the self-reflection and um 
when I came back, I was because you know when you're in country, you have to pay attention to a lot of things, and I was I was hyper aware, I was hyper observant of everything that was going around, and uh, I started thinking about uh, you know the fact that I was single and what was going on and everything, and uh, I, I realized that. Um, I was willing to take on a whole lot to get basically nothing, like no guarantees whatsoever in this, you know, relationship and this, this thing that yeah, at the time I was looking for, you know, long-term relationship and marriage and everything. And, and I, I was just like, wait, what am I doing all this for? But at the same time, I, I was thinking, okay, well, I'm the odd man out. Clearly something's wrong with me, uh, in this mindset that I have. And so I, I kept trying to push forward because you know I was I was straight up blue pill. I believe that since I was the odd man out, that I was off, not that the expectations weren't um, weren't unrealistic on, on the part of me and overinflated on the part of women. And uh, but still, I was I was blue pilled, and I just couldn't figure out exactly what it was that that I was failing on. You know, I, I had a, a good job. I uh, was in good shape finally because you know the military you, you, you're gonna get in shape if you put in a, a decent amount of effort and thanks to uh, some some pretty decent genetics I was able to put on a lot of muscle so I was I was healthy had a good job I didn't have any drama nothing like that but um, I, I had expectations of somebody who wanted I wanted to be with because I saw the, the shitstorm that was possible with a marriage so I had you know, moderate expectations of things like, oh, I don't know, fucking faithfulness, and at the very least being honest if you can't handle the situation that we're in, and, right. you know, nobody can meet it. And yeah. so, and I, I felt like, like, I was the one who was wrong. Like, I felt like a failure. I felt like I couldn't attract, as opposed to, you know, when I realized later was that I had moderate standards that women just couldn't meet. But because I didn't see it that way, I truly felt like I was the failure. I was the broken one. I was actually no shit suicidal. Oh man, that's. You know, and I, 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 I can I can I, understand I, I can understand oh like kind of what you're going through like I my standard was I didn't like being cheated on. That was like I didn't think that was an unrealistic standard. I was willing to actually like date less attractive women just so I wouldn't be cheated on, and that wasn't even enough because they would get more attractive and then they would cheat on me once they started getting attention. So it was like a no-win situation. Like, I don't understand why not getting cheated on is an unrealistic standard for women. But it, it apparently yeah. is. But no, like you, I blame myself. I thought I had some kind of weird Oedipus complex, like I was attracting women like my mother despite my best efforts. I didn't really actually put together that this was just female nature until like I discovered MGTOW, essentially. And then, um, and it was the same thing for me. I, I thought that, man, truly I was broken and that I couldn't get fixed. And, and when coming back from Baghdad, I was, I was continually angry all the time. And I finally decided I was going to go to the mental health unit and, and talk about what I was feeling and try to get everything fixed. And I won't get into all those shortcomings that they had there, but long story short, those people that were there, the, the therapists, they were interested more in getting their therapy hours as opposed to helping me. Yeah, that, I mean, that's um, I'll just give the, Yeah, I'll just give the cliff notes. Uh, anybody that's that's taken some serious therapy, they, they give you this test and it's like 200 plus questions. And the, the hardest thing, especially for guys to do, is to 
tell people exactly what's up a hundred percent honest about what's going on inside your head and, and but i did it because i know if if nobody knows the problem then nobody can give you the solution so i take this test and it's 200 plus questions and they and it's all uh concepts and they ask you things like you know have you thought about hurting yourself you thought about hurting others and and and, and all kinds of other stuff and i and i give the 100 percent complete answer even the answers that i didn't want to say out loud and we go on with the, the therapy and, and nothing changes in the therapy so i thought oh, okay I'm, I'm fine um and then but i got to a point where nothing was getting better nothing was getting worse but nothing was getting better so i figured i would just keep doing the things that they suggested but there's no purpose in me continuing to show up there if uh if other people who were worse off could need the services but i asked them when i when i told them this would be my last session uh what was the results of the the test uh because nobody told me and literally tfm dj everybody nobody knew the results because nobody looked at the results they didn't know if i was clinical like if i needed to be treated inpatient and monitored or if i was fine and somebody who needed you know the the once a week session or if i needed multiple sessions a week like they they had me take this test and lay myself bare and nobody looked to see if i needed assistance or not they just made me take the test so they, they could ch check the box yeah and that's when i was like oh well that's the sort of support you're gonna give me fuck this i'm out well so i, I mean just, that's that's I, people people who are like oh yeah i can't wait for socialized medicine if you want to know what socialized medicine looks like you just look at the military where it takes like exactly. three hours to get a, an appointment for like anything and go to the va and it's just like six hour wait times to get to get told to drink have a motrin and drink water yeah absolutely it's pretty ridiculous but um but they they did give me some things that helped although the, one of the things that they told me to do was was try to you know work out more which is never a bad idea um but i realized after a while that really i was working out and i was essentially getting high on endorphins so i was keeping up a, a good mental state because endorphins were constantly in my blood it wasn't like i was getting better i just had a lot of serotonin flowing through my body right but um it's, it's, it's like, better than nothing so i kept it up right and, and you know it's a lot of a lot of people self-medicate so a lot of people you turn to drugs or alcohol it sounds like you just turn to exercise which is probably one of the better things you could do given the alternatives but still you know you're in a way you were still avoiding the actual problem you were just trying to medicate with uh something to help you take your mind off of it which even though you're doing something healthy in a way it's a little bit unhealthy because you're avoiding the issues that you should be dealing with exactly i mean it was i realized that afterwards when i did this research it was it was healthy it was beneficial but it was still a coping mechanism right it wasn't uh, anything that, like there was no solution that i got from therapy right well it's like people who are coping. like like people who are workaholics they work and work and work because they don't want to go home um, you know, like, yeah, it's really good that you're working and all the money and that's great. But then you also got to look at like, um, you know, you're doing something productive, but you're still also, you're doing, you're doing it for unhealthy reasons. Yeah. Um, and you know, more and more, um, I, I realized the, uh, that what was, what you were being taught was, was far different than what you were being uh, then what was the actual goings on so far as relationships and whatnot uh the, you know basically the comparison that i could give is there's there's the ideal you know the that 
blue pill bullshit yeah, happily ever after that everybody gets sold on tv and movies and shit then there's the real where uh women have unrealistic expectations for them and no expectations of themselves right uh and they're issue they're filing for divorce 80 percent of the time which is completely fucking unrealistic that you know 70 percent of the divorces so 35 percent of all marriages are because the guy is just some piece of shit husband like that's statistically impossible uh and i, I realized that and i was like you know what what's what's what i was being told isn't quite right but again i was still blue pill so i figured maybe i should just double down like maybe i should just try harder yeah you went into wall hunting yeah and and yeah. because i had you know and you know i'm i'm an average height black guy but right. i got you know you know more muscle than average thank god for the genetics. you're in the military so you have stable income yeah exactly you, know, you, you, have you take care income. of yourself so you're like you're in the upper quintile you figure yeah, if, there's a, if there was I, a I good woman any, out there you would be able to find I don't have her. any baby mamas i don't have any uh crazy ex drama i have good credit so so far as black guys are concerned in the u.s i'm basically fucking sasquatch like you heard <laughs> right. of me but you don't think like, i'm real wait my loan's been approved what black magic is right <laughs> and and i i still you know just just being myself i still you know couldn't find a chick who was willing to uh, who was able I, I should say rather to just to to meet the minimum requirements of don't be fucking insane it wasn't a hoe he is yeah yeah but and i just and and i was like you know what uh, and you know i got my orders and they told me i was going to sea duty in japan so i was like you know what screw it i'll go to japan i'll meet some japanese girl because literally that's what every fucking serviceman does is they hook up with the local culture and, and it is what it is yeah and tfm i don't know if you know this about japan but the underway time in japan is ridiculous the ship that i got to they were underway nearly 70 percent of the year when i was well, that, out for two years it was kind of insane yeah no i was on a ship where you were out for three weeks back for two weeks out for three weeks back for two weeks and this is when you were in port between deployments you, you would be out for three weeks back for two weeks for the first six months and then you go on a six-month deployment where you were just gone for six months oh yeah it was it was pretty insane uh and so there wasn't a lot of time in which case i had time for a, a relationship i mean no don't get me wrong there were some random hookups but i mean a random hookup is fun and it feels awesome but it's not a relationship and at the time right. i was still looking for a relationship that i just couldn't seem to find and being out in japan so it's uh it's it's not the easiest thing to do unless you luck out and get a decent schedule with your shipping and port so you could establish a relationship so right. john john rain uh yeah i got a quick question from dan danger zero he says for the guests how are japanese girls are they as slutty as they say that's i mean obviously i that's what he said. No, I didn't say a word. Um, technically speaking, yes and no. Um, it's because uh, I'm stationed not too far from Tokyo. And so when you have a, a huge hub like this, you have a lot of uh, uh, cultural experiences, things like um, uh, it's not primarily Japanese because Japan is, is like 96 or 95 percent Japan, uh, uh, native Japanese. And, and the uh, the local culture is almost exclusively Japan, but places like Tokyo and Yokohama and whatnot, 
there's a lot of Western influence because of the commerce and the military and, and things like that. So the, the women there are very used to Western people and they find the Western guys because they're so rare to be a little more attractive, um, primarily because they're just different. And uh, so they're, they're very much willing to, to date the Americans or the, the Westerners, uh, quote unquote. There's a lot of the women that, that try to learn various languages like English and French and whatnot. So the language barrier isn't too bad. And Japan has a lot of uh, uh, deviant sexual tendencies. Um, and so the, the women are very much willing to do a lot of things. However, I wouldn't call Japanese girls slutty, as in they're just giving it up to whoever because they're, they're, they're foreign, quote unquote, gaijin. But um, they are willing to do a bit more than your average American slash Western woman. But you do know um, what you do know what gaijin means, right? Um, technically speaking, the literal translation for gaijin is outside of person from across the sea. Yeah, outside because of. Japan is an island. So if you're from anywhere other than Japan, you're from across the sea. Okay. But, it but, means uh, it means literal, it means the, the, filth is what it means. It's like when a Muslim calls someone a kufar. Okay, that means um, not not us, dirty people from outside. Um, you are. All you are technically correct on one aspect. It 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 falls. It, Gaijin is technically speaking a descriptor. So like in the U.S., if someone is not from the U.S., even if they're from Canada or Mexico, which is literally next door, they're a foreigner. Um, and you can use the word foreigner to describe somebody who isn't there, who isn't from the U.S. And it's not negative. But you can also use gaijin to describe somebody in a, as a foreigner in a negative context. So it it really depends on who you're talking to. So I don't want to say that you're you're wrong because you're not. But it depends on the context in which it's being said. Like my friend's wife, she is Japanese. To her family, he's gaijin, but that's only because he's not from Japan. Uh, as opposed to if I were tr to try to go to a bar or a club in downtown Tokyo that was uh, uh, Japanese natives only, I would be gaijin in a negative context. So it, it would depend on the situation. I don't want to say that you're wrong because you're not, but it just depends on specifically the individual that you're talking to. There you go. Now, okay, so you were at the beginning of the segment, uh, you were going to describe how the military had become gynocentric. Did you want to get into that or? Okay. Yeah. Um, so what I, I, before I had learned anything about anything remotely red pill, um, I, I noticed that there were a lot of uh, women in certain positions that were not quite as good as their job at their job as other people. And I always wondered how they got there. And to, in my head, blue pill, I was thinking, Oh man, she must be a superstar if they put her in this position. And you know, when, when it comes to anything other than giving a presentation, literally nobody went to them for any sort of training. And um, I realized afterwards that, okay, they got there because somebody uh, considered them to be the cream of the crop because they were female and in that position. Case in point, when I checked onto my ship in my second ship in San Diego, there was a girl there who was giving the uh, 
who's doing part of the NDOC. And she was a, a, a first class, uh, which is an E6. And she had not received her first hash mark on her uniform, which means that she had been in for less than four years in the military and was being paid as a first class petty officer, which is only three spots away from the highest enlisted uh, yeah. rank that you could achieve. Yeah, I was an E6. She was not. I was, but uh, it yeah, took me. She, it took me like six years to make E6, and I, but I, I had to six, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say six years to an E6 is considered, you know, like hot shit, fast track. And here she yeah. was being paid for E6 at less than four. And my first initial impression was, holy shit, she must be amazing. And then it come to find out she was not amazing. She just was able to get qualified in a lot of positions that people um, saw as beneficial. But when it came to doing maintenance, when it came to training other sailors, when it came to training people for their uh, warfare qualifications, she was not at all the person to go to. Uh, she just she even looked the part was, and was played she, the part. Was she even competent in her job? She was competent to perform her job, but she was not competent to train uh, the junior sailors in her job. And she was not competent to train uh, to be a worker specialist, which is some, which is a, a qualification that you get depending on which command that you're at uh, for people, regardless of the job that you have in the military. Once you get to a certain command, especially if it's an at sea command, you have to get a, a warfare specialist qualification. Yeah. She was not the person that anyone sent to to get the training. They would send people to uh, to the E fives or the E fours who were better at that job than she was. She was just basically, and uh, as nice a person as she was, she wasn't terrible, but she was not the. She did not have the the. She was, in race knowledge, she was a placeholder. Yeah, she, well, she was a she was a diversity hire, and she yeah. got she got yeah, fast tracked yeah. because of her vagina. I mean, that's yeah, that, yeah. that didn't just that's, start. That's that, the that's probably the best term I would think. She was a, a diversity. Technically speaking, she was already hired because she's in the military. She was a diversity placement. She was there because she looked the part and she she played the part. But when it comes when it came time to train other people. When it came time to get all of the, the the nuts and bolts of things, she was not at all the person to go to. She was not the subject matter expert, but right. she looked the part. And TFM, you'll love slash hate this one. She was also just this year promoted to chief petty officer, which is how many a, years a has she been in? Of, yeah, how many years has she been in? Like five years. Hold on, let me let me do some calculations. Um, just under eight years. Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. E7 is impossible yeah. to get. Yeah, with, but with yeah. basically, an E7 is is she is she, is she is black by the way? Manager. Is she black? No, she was. Um, maybe she was mixed race. Like maybe she had some uh, okay. something like that. Like uh, she she was white, but she had a a, a pretty dark. Uh, she she was you know the quote unquote you know dark skinned white person like Italian maybe, but mm, um, and, okay. and she has really really dark hair so maybe but she looked like a you know a white girl to me. Okay. So well. I've got a I've got a question from the chat. It's from NJ. He says, 
Uh, I have a question for the guests. Is there such a thing as affirmative action in the military? Um, officially, no. Um, however, unofficially, you do see that there are some people, and you don't see it so much with race, but you do see that there are a lot of women that are promoted to things like a chief petty officer or to higher officer positions like department head who are not quite as good at their job, noticeably not quite as good at their job as the junior uh, males that are around them. Now, for, now, now, I will uh, admit I am not at that chief level and I am certainly not at the officer level. So maybe people know things uh, that I don't know. However, I do see that so far as uh, gender is concerned, there are a bunch of women who are at a certain position that I, I wouldn't at all consider subject matter experts, but they're in the subject matter expert field. Yeah, the, the way it works is it, it works like college where you know how there's certain you get bonus points for being the right race or the right gender. So when it comes to promotions, being a certain race or mostly it's mostly a gender thing i mean because there's plenty of minorities in the military that's not an issue but the there's not enough women gotta have the women's the women's. so if you're a woman you have a, an axe wound you're gonna get the fast track when it comes to promotions and everything and yeah it's, it's oh uh, tfm there's also something that i think you should know and okay. it's a little it's pretty pretty strange and right. and you know and anybody that can do a little bit of you know of wikipedia slash google searching knows in the navy the rank of chief petty officer is is a high highly respected so far as right. enlisted personnel the very first enlisted female chief was granted the rank of chief when she first came in like she she didn't come through the ranks she she joined and they were just like we can make you a chief yeah well because you know we had a, we have a quota to fill that's that's a that's how diversity works diversity is our strength nothing like how I mean, they, they could have made her and you know an e5 no but they, is, well they needed a chief know, like well the thing is, is yeah well to them they just put her somewhere where she's not going to do any harm and they're like whatever we got our quota go fuck yourself but the thing is is now these feminists they use the fact that these women get these jobs that they're not qualified for to justify stuff getting put in charge of things like i'll give you a perfect example so um there was a time when feminists were like oh there's not enough women working at this company so the company's like okay sure here we'll hire a bunch of women we'll put them in some bullshit department where they won't do any harm there we hired a bunch of women and they're like no well they're not leaders well, they're not qualified to be leaders. Oh, no, you need to make them leaders. So then you have, like, what happened at Equifax, where they put, like, a music composition major in charge of data security, and they had, like, a huge breach because she didn't do her fucking job. And now, like, a third of all Americans had their identity stolen because of this fucking diversity hire that got put in an extremely important position because they just wanted to please the Wamans. That is 100% right. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know how anybody could ever consider that uh, music had anything to do with net security. I mean, even if she, if she had a minor in anything net related, that would have been on her resume, but it wasn't even right. No, she had um, a minor in music composition. I mean, I'm sure she probably typed up letterhead for someone who actually knew what the fuck they were doing at some point in her fucking career. And so, or she was sucking the dick of someone who knew something about IT. So that, that, you know, like, you know how uh, knowledge is passed through, like, through blowjobs like osmosis. 
So because she sucked some guy's dick who actually had a degree in IT security, that counts. So they, they made her the fucking head of a major corporation. And you know what? I, I predicted that company was fucked. Like they were going to go completely out of business and everyone's going to lose their job. Apparently, they made some calls and the government just gave them like a no-bid contract. Like a multi-million dollar no-bid contract just for Equifax. Just to keep them from going out of business because they're... Their, their company's so fucked. They're hoping that this no-bid contract keeps them afloat and that everything blows over, but fuck Equifax. All right. And um, all right, I want to jump back on topic because, uh, especially because the previous guest who was just a shit show, I want to try to right? keep with it, it wasn't just me. All right. Um, I want to touch on something that you said, and I think uh, the, the last last week's, uh, the last part, uh, podcast. You you're not going to tell us a Muslim love story? Uh, yeah. No, I don't have any Muslim love story. All right, I, I'm we'll sure let it, we'll let it go this time. We'll let it. Yeah, we'll I'm sure they exist. I'll allow it. Uh, one of the things that TFM I remember saying was that uh, n- nobody starts off going into MGTOW with, uh, you know, uh, learning stuff from things like uh, Stardust and Barbarossa, and right. no shit. My very first uh, input whatsoever into MGTOW was a Barbarossa video. Nice. Uh, what what I like to do is I, I like to take in uh, a lot of varied aspects because if you only take in aspects from one thing, you'll never be able to grow. You'll just have what's now known as confirmation bias. Right. And so I was looking at some things and you know watching videos about guys getting screwed over and this that and the other because I was thinking, oh well, that's interesting and that's that's unique. It's not a new thing. And then one of the things that showed up in my suggested videos was this uh, video that was titled Stop Supporting Them, which Barbarossa did, I think, in 2013. And it seemed like such a weird title because there was no context uh, associated with it. I clicked on it because it was so unique. And it was an eight-minute video from Barbarossa. And uh, as soon as I heard it, I I felt like uh, like Bradley Cooper's character in that movie Limitless, where his his eyelids just dilated and everything just seemed like like seemed like he was just taking in so much information because it felt like holy shit i have i have not only thought this but i've seen this in in not the ideal but the real world and i thought that i was the only one because literally nobody else was talking about this at least not out loud not right in a in a non-anonymous fact uh, a factor and as soon as I heard that, I was like, holy shit, I have felt like this for years, but I thought I was the oddball out. I thought that I was wrong for thinking it, as opposed to I'm you know, accurate in, in noticing this thing. So my first introduction to MGTOW was at the level of Barbarossa. As a matter of fact, he was the first person that I subscribed to on YouTube. I created my YouTube account so that I could subscribe to Barbarossa. Nice. I didn't just listen to it. Now, what year was this? Because, like, it's kind of weird that the first... Because usually it's just because of it's a it's a quantity issue. So usually people discover MGTOW through someone like Sandman or MGTOW 101 or Angry MGTOW because they produce so much content. So the fact that you found... What's up? I can tell you for a fact, this occurred in August 2013. 
That's how profound this was to me. Mm. I remember the date. As a matter of fact, if I try hard enough, I might remember the specific day that it happened. This was August 2013 wow. that I heard Barbarossa's voice for the first time. And I, I, I looked into this because I also know that people like hearing things that they agree with. But I, I listened to more of what he was saying and it accurately reflected what was observable. It wasn't just somebody saying something it was accurate reflections um and i once i i, I saw this i I felt, I felt like i should try to get other guys into it so i tried to you know quote unquote spread the red pill uh and d dude as as much as i tried to to show people because I, I know you can't just try to force people onto your team i was like hey check this out and some people are like oh that's interesting that's pretty cool but they went right back to the blue pill method of thinking where they should, you know, try to do more or, be, or or they should give more because of the women, this, that, and the other. Like they heard the, the facts, not the truth, because somebody could be telling you the truth, even though they're incorrect, like white nationalists. They'll tell you, oh, the Jews shouldn't breathe the white man's air, you know, be, and they believe it, even though people are people and everybody deserves to live. Okay. Um, so and but but what I heard from Barbarossa and people like Stardust at the time was fact things that were readily observable on mass, not just in individual um, uh, individual content. And they would see it and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's pretty accurate." And then go right back to Blue Pill thinking. And I saw the writing on the wall and I knew that maybe I should keep my mouth shut about this because people were, you know, at, at best, at best, re resistant to it. Right. Uh, or they would meet it with things like, you know, mock or shame. Uh, like one guy I know on a, a few ships ago, he's married to a chick in the military. They're both the same rank. He pays all of the bills and then her money that she earns goes towards all of the leisure. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a good division of labor. However, if his wife decides that they shouldn't go to Vegas for leave, then they're not going to they're not going to go to Vegas. Never mind the fact that he pays all of the bills to remove uh, any responsibility from her. You know, if he says, "Hey, let's go to Vegas," her answer should be, "Absolutely, let's go." Uh, so he was willing to take on all the burden and give her none of the responsibility. Yeah, that's pretty like, standard. Oh, well, okay. Well, th that's what that's what men are expected to do. Like I've made videos where I've said that you know men should basically, if they whatever percentage of the income they're bringing into the household, the wife should do that percentage of the housework. So if he's bringing exactly. in seventy five percent and she's bringing in twenty five, she needs to do seventy five percent of the housework and he can do twenty five. That's fair. 100%. And and guys are like. Well, if pff, women aren't going to go for that, if you want to get married and have a, a happy marriage, you need to do all the work and you need to kiss your wife's ass and tell her it's it's vanilla ice cream. And th these guys, because they're so thirsty, they just don't need the, the concept of a fair deal, a mutually beneficial deal is just so alien to them. Like they, they just can't even imagine it. They're like, oh, no, of course, men are just have to just spread their butt cheeks and take it. How they can't ask for a fair deal from a woman because the woman will just say no and then they won't get that sweet vagina. It's like yeah, exactly. But he, he's not more a, to life he's than, not a real man if he yeah. doesn't pay for everything and do everything to make her life nicer and then she just gets to yeah she gets to enjoy it because she has a vagina. 
Well, and then, you know, even when you get to fuck these chicks, they just lay there with their legs open. You do all the work. You're basically pleasuring them. And that that's your reward. You get to pleasure them sexually. Well, they lay there like a beached whale with their legs open. Exactly. And then, my, uh, favorite, my favorite is uh, from a rap song. It's, uh, you the one huffing, you the one puffing, bitch just laying there ain't doing nothing. <laughs> 100%. That is... Uh, and then I got show. stationed out here in Japan again. And because it's it's shore duty, I have a lot more time, a lot more personal time. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I left my, my friend who was, uh, you know, paying for his wife's everything. She was kind of paying for basically nothing. Uh, he's back in San Diego. Now, don't get me wrong. She's not a bad chick. She's not a bad person. She, as a matter of fact, she was as close to a Nawalt as I could think of. However, she still has the option of fucking him over completely, and he's just out of right. Of, I've said that I've, I've made the point. It's it's not the problem isn't women. It's the system. Women haven't changed. The problem yeah. is that the system just gives them too, way too much power, and there's there's no men aren't being compensated. So even if a woman came along and is like, you know, I think I think marriage sucks for men, and I want to I want to do something different. How about you know we do this? But like even if a man or a woman decided to create their own private business contract, uh, so that you know what? Oh, I I think marriage is shit too. Why don't we come up with our own little private marriage contract? The judges is just going to throw it out. So even if a Nawalt did exist, you couldn't trust it because the system is so fucked. So ladies, you know, yeah, it, it's fucked. So um, yeah, exactly. Uh, the the analogy that I give to, uh, especially the the women in my family, I tell them is like, hey, how about this? How about I create a company and then I offer you a job that gives you everything that you want, like the fat, the, 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 the salary you want, the working hours you want, the working environment that you want. However, I have the right to mentally and emotionally and potentially even physically abuse you. And the only thing stopping me from doing that is my personal choice not to. Would you still take that job? And 100% of the women that I've asked have all said no. And I'm like, all right, well, why would you expect a man to marry you? And they all look at me yeah. as if I've said something completely foreign and out of the way. And I'm like, that's what marriage is for men. Yeah, they, they, exactly. they know I'm right, but they don't want to acknowledge it. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I've had, a, I've had, I've had a, a, not arguments, but discussions with women. Um, and even if they, we agree on all the material facts, it usually comes down to, well, that's just, you know, you'll just have to deal with it. Yeah, women have these freedoms and rights. They can screw over men. There's nothing men can do about it. But that's just the way things are. And they have no one, even if they agree with you, it's unfair to men. They have absolutely zero intention of ever changing things to make them fair to men. The only reason why they even want to talk to you is because they're trying to figure out MGTOW so they can figure out a way to get men to come back to the plantation so they can use them like they've been using men this whole time. But then when you know when you point out the issues like this this is how you if you want to stop MGTOW, this these are the problems this is what women like we we talked me and Adam were talking earlier women aren't going to give up these rights uh, even the women who claim to be sympathetic to MGTOW, at the end of the day they're not giving up shit so you have two exactly. options you can you, you, we can take their rights away Th that's actually I know this is this seems like the monstrous horrible misogynistic answer that's actually the most humane answer if we take women's rights away society doesn't have to collapse and nobody has to die or we just play the long game 
when the, when the government collapses because it has no money and can't it, it can't enforce anything, everyone loses their rights, including women. So it's not like women keep their rights if there's a collapse. But a lot of people are going to needlessly die because men didn't pull their fucking dicks out of their their mouth while they were being cucks and actually stand up to their women. But oh well, what are you going to do? Exactly. And uh, another thing that I found out once I realized that most guys, especially guys in the military, they don't understand the you know the quote unquote red pill mindset, um, and they they don't get it. And what I realized was okay, I can't. I can't educate these guys. So the only thing I can do is talk about certain topics. But for the most part, I have to wear a mask of the blue pill guy. Right. And because I wear that mask, I also have a lot of female friends who I, you know, in their minds, I think that they think they're friend zoning me. And in actuality, I have no interest whatsoever in being with these chicks. And even they, even these women in the military admit to me that they're not pulling their weight physically and, and a lot of times even mentally. There, there are women who will even tell me, oh, I can get away with this because I'm a female. Yeah. And I'm like, and in my head, I want to call them out on their bullshit, but one, I know it's not going to be productive. Uh, it'll just cause an argument. And two, no matter how accurate, not right, but no matter how accurate my words are, they will still convince themselves that they are correct and that I'm the wrong one. So I just wear this mask as a blue pill, honestly, because I think they friend zone me. I wear this mask of the blue pill cuck and I hear the shit that they say and I hear the shit that they talk about. And you know, I, I, a lot of times I wear Bluetooth headphones even though I'm not listening to anything. And the conversation that these women have when they think that no one's listening, like, they know that they are not earning their military paycheck. And for the wives, they know that their man is doing more for the family than they are. And they still just, they take it and then they'll, they'll exploit their, you know, in the case of the women in the military, they'll expect the, 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 the military for paying them, they'll exploit them rather. And then for the wives, they'll exploit their husbands for doing way more for their family than they are. And you know, they'll just take that extra money for the women in the military, and they'll take the extra benefit for the the, the spouses or the the baby mamas, because for no other reason than honestly, they can. And as soon as I saw that, as soon as it was proved for me, I was like, okay, well, clearly I'm gonna live the uh, in in a bygone era. It was called the confirmed bachelor life. I was going to be a confirmed bachelor. And whenever, any, anytime anybody asks me about why I'm single, I just offer up bullshit, lame jokes like, oh, I can't breed in captivity. And, oh, these women can't handle me. When the truth is, these women, most of them, the vast majority of them, don't deserve the commitment from a man who won't cheat on them. They do not deserve it. And that's not a statement from arrogance. That is a statement from me observing what they do and how they act to what they are receiving. They don't deserve being taken care of. Yep. There you go. What more? Yeah. What more needs to be said? You know, I I actually know yeah. what it's like to kind of wear the mask. That's actually why I started my channel because I in my personal life, you know, you can't talk to people about this stuff. So, you know, this is the, the my opportunity to 
talk to like-minded people and have a good conversation not, and not have to wear that mask all the time. Exactly. Um, hey, TFM, not to be mean, but I have not heard at all from DDJ or Feed Me Cat. And I, oh. I don't want them to think that I'm trying to dominate the chat. No, 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 dude. Dude, if you, you know have something to say, we'll talk. Just, yeah, they're, yeah, they're here. They're we we okay. are enjoying the conversation. Don't worry All about right. that. Well, yeah, because because I know some people kind of go off on a tangent, and you know, bottom line is, I'm just a guest on this thing Dude, here. On the real, if if there was any issues from either myself or DDJ, he would know about it. Believe me. And, and I'll say this right now: the reason, it, just so we're all on the same page, and for anybody listening to, the guests are what makes this show. You know, yeah. it's it's you guys are the ones that help each other out. We just provide the platform for you guys to share your stories, share your opinions, share your knowledge, wisdom and experience. And so this is just kind of an opportunity for us. So, yeah, you're a guest, but you are the guest right now. And so, you know, like any other household, you know, when when you have a guest over to your home, you roll out the red carpet and you treat him with the utmost respect. And we're doing that with you. There you go. See, we all love All right. I, I appreciate it because I know some people kind of, you know, they stand on their soapbox and they want to keep talking and shout people down. I know this isn't my show. <laughs> if and, we had a problem with it, you're, yeah, you're, you're fine. You're fine. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. You're, you're good. Um, and, you know, that's just the thing that, that, that bothers me the most is, you know, I'm, I'm over here playing this role. Uh, and, and and faking it basically so that I don't catch shit for for the for the betterment of my personal life. Right. No, I, I you know. know I mean, yeah, you, like, you got to the way I look at it this way. OK, you got to think of it like you're Batman. And, you know, you have to live a double life. You, you have a, a, a public face you have to maintain and you do what you got to do. You're in the military. You can't you can't be yourself. That's that's something you have to just accept, and exactly. my my advice to you is, you know, just do something online, whether it's have a YouTube channel or just, you know, chat with people either in the Discord or the comment section. You know, have some interaction with like-minded men, but you have to keep that separate. I mean, just think of it this way: you know, when Batman talks to Commissioner Gordon. He would probably love to take off his mask and be like, hey, Commissioner Gordon, I'm Bruce Wayne. We should hang out. Because, you know, Bruce Wayne, kind of a lonely guy at the end of the day. But he doesn't. He has to maintain that that distance between him and... And obviously, you know, I'm sure they would hang out and be best buddies. But he can't do that. And because you're in the military, you're like Batman. As much as you'd like to tell your friends about MGTOW, as much as you'd like to be yourself and be accepted, it's not going to happen. It's going to have all kinds of negative consequences. So unfortunately, while you're in the military at least, unless you have some kind of job where you're not, you don't have to worry about the gynocentrism, you have to maintain this mask. And it, it just is what it is. So you just do what you gotta do until you uh, have fuck you money, and then you can do whatever the fuck you want. Sweet. So, uh, John, John Rain, uh, I've got a couple, I've got a few questions from uh, the Twitch stream. They want, they want to ask you a few things uh, before we we let you go. I mean, obviously, I mean, if you if you've got anything else left to say, please say it now, and then uh, we can get to the questions. Yeah, go ahead. Great, sweet. Uh, one second. Uh, question from Rex Eater. He says, uh, 
for the guest, did you find that Japan is racist? Japan isn't racist uh, in so much as th there's there's not a lot of uh, negative repercussions. However, Japan is 95 or 96 point native Japanese. So uh, Japan has a lot of expectations for uh, the, the, the people not from Japan to uh, not necessarily conform, but be cognizant of, of Japanese culture. So the, the only times I've ever been, uh, you know, not allowed to enter anything or participate in something because of the Japanese culture, it's largely because there's no one uh, at that est at with the particular establishment that can speak English. And Japan has this, this big culture that's based on, uh, on performance. So if I go to a restaurant and I can't communicate with the the waiter because I don't speak English, the uh, the the restaurant establishment might think that I will have a a lesser um, opinion of that establishment because I couldn't get good service. So there's not so much um, a lot of. Uh, you're not allowed so much as I don't want you to think badly of me. Um, that, that's what I found in Japan. Uh, there are times where uh, where I, I wanted to go to a particular bar or restaurant, and there's this uh, a sign that they give you where it's they'll, they'll cross their forearms in front of their chest, and that sign means not allowed. Uh, some and rarely, rarely in the four years total that I've been stationed in Japan. Uh, rarely has that ever been because I'm foreign. It's because there's no one there to give me good service and they don't want me to think that they can't serve me. But usually when people say, oh, not allowed because I'm a foreigner, they'll direct me to a place that will properly serve foreigners because they have employees or managers that speak the language. So there's not, and it's, I'm not allowed because I'm a foreigner, but not because uh, I'm not from Japan, but because they don't want to provide less than what anybody else would get. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot, a ton of people who dislike foreigners having such a, for lack of a better term, foothold in Japan. But the vast majority of people who are resistant to foreigners, it's because they don't want foreigners to, to have a bad idea of them as opposed to them not wanting to serve foreigners because they're foreigners. There you go. I, I know that's a long, drawn-out answer, no, 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 but no, I, I wanted to be honest. Well, there's a, there's a YouTuber named Gaijin Goomba who did a video about is Japan racist and he kind of said the same thing and, and uh, that guy he he would teach he taught English in a Japanese school so he's like bilingual he speaks English and Japanese but he ran into, oh, he ran into um, similar TFM, issues I have to say and and yeah, I, I know that you like the hafus as they call them out here which is yeah. the half Asians more hafus from my um, staffu Oh yeah, exactly. Um, in in the places where there's a large Western um, integration, especially like places like Tokyo and Yokohama, just south of Yokohama and um, Okinawa, 
there's a ton of the hafus or and also in Sasebo. As a matter of fact, and I was telling uh, Feed the Cat this earlier, the, the woman who most recently won Miss Japan, her father is a black American military member. There you go. So there's a, there's a whole lot of the, the mixing in the larger communities. Yep. It's where it's at. And uh, a friend of mine, he, he hooked up with this one girl. She was born and raised in Japan, but she had red hair. So fucking sexy. I know, right? I don't know what it exactly. is. It's just like the perfect combination. Right? I mean, I would certainly allow her to give birth to my children. Because, <laughs> I mean, I could would. you imagine, you know, the, the, the ginger, half black, I also know. half Japanese? What exactly? Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on. It's like it's like one of those it's like a weird ice cream sundae. You don't know why it tastes so good, but it's just so delicious. Amazing. Guys, also uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, go, no, go ahead. I'm no, down I'm fine. for the I, I just I just wanna get yeah, I just wanna get through these. He, he, he doesn't um, wanna keep talking about half foods. <laughs> yeah. Uh question from uh disjunctive twelve, he says uh question for the guests. What is the best branch to get into? What's the best what to get into? Branch, like military branch. Branch. Um, it depends on what you want. Uh, if yeah. you want to travel, your best uh, bet is either Army or Air Force because they have the most branches elsewhere. Um, the, the the Air Force has the, most, has the best standard of living. I'm sorry, I'm really drunk because oh, I'm hey, taking I, up I, I, right I, now. I can, take, I, I can take so this good. because uh, this is, I used to answer this question a lot. Alright, so, if you, now this may have changed because I, I was in when there were still like active wars going on. So, the army generally gives you the most money to sign up. So if you're if you want 100%. money in your if you want your money in your pocket for signing up for the military, uh, the army will give you the most money up front. The army also treats you like shit, like they make you do push-ups, like years after boot camp. Like most other services, once you're at a boot camp, the push-ups are, are done. The army makes you do push-ups all the fucking time, uh, just Absolutely. retarded. So I, I do not recommend the army under any circumstances unless you really need wait, the money. Wait wait over, uh, wait wait hang on a second over push-ups. Uh, no, because well, they make you do that like just for well, dumb shit. Like, like that. I mean, I like, no, okay. No, I, here's why. Because I was I was a fucking E5 in Iraq, and this okay. guy was like, just I would tell a joke, and the guy's like, drop. And I'm like, what do you mean drop? I'm an E5. He's like, drop. I, I have positional authority. Drop. And I'm like, I'm in the Navy. You can't make me drop. And so this officer made me stand at attention until this other E5 made me drop, and I did push-ups, and I was like. I'm gonna fucking kill you if we go on patrol. Just so you know, I'm gonna up oh, sniper check. Okay, a a a cat. Just so you know, uh, in the army, I don't know what they call it in other branches, but in the army, when they when they uh, give you physical training, aka PT, you to uh, to correct the deficiency, they call it smoking. So yeah. if if you fuck up, and and you're the kind of person where they know that physical training will will get you straight, they'll tell you, hey see me at 1830 in your pt year and they will smoke you for two hours yeah they make so you stupid. after make you've you done with your regular shit, they will put your ass to work for two two and a half hours to correct well, whatever it, it is that no you it's just up. dumb shit. like they make you do push-ups they make you do jumping jacks and it's like the thing that pisses me off though is because of my rank and because I was in the Navy and I was in an IA and I was stationed with the Army, they would like make me do push-ups. And basically, the officers would be would basically side with them because I wasn't in the Army. 
and I'd have to do push-ups for some jackass who's the same rank as me. Otherwise, I'd have to stand at yeah, attention okay. for some officer. So, that okay, shit no, pissed no, me the fuck okay. off. So fuck the army. Uh, now the Marines, if yeah, you want to kill, okay. if you want to kill stuff, if you have, if you got a hankering for killing brown people, join the Marines. They love shooting brown people. Uh, Absolutely. The, the Air Force. Yep. Is has the the they are the most laid back lazy pieces of shit. But they the the promotion is dog shit. If you actually want to advance in your career, the Air Force is horrible. Uh, but uh, they're the most laid back, easiest. Like they get every other Friday off type of shit. Uh, the Navy is yeah. good if you want to see the world, uh, but you'll never be home. You will always be underway. Um, the Coast Guard is actually really good. If You have to be a really strong swimmer, though, for the Coast Guard. I'd recommend the Coast Guard over the Navy. And that's about yeah, it. With the, with the Coast Guard, um, the, the Navy has over 100 individual jobs, a.k.a. rates. Uh, the Coast Guard doesn't have nearly as many rates, but they require you to do a lot, especially because of the nature of the job that they do. A lot of people don't know this, but so far as actual like trigger time, like shooting at hostile combatants, the Coast Guard gets more trigger time than the Navy does because the Coast Guard does a lot of anti-drug ops. Um, but the Coast Guard will require a bunch of you and it's the smallest branch, so it's hard to get into. Yeah. Um, however, uh, the Coast Guard has a lot of other, other opp opportunities that most people don't think of. If a body of water is over a certain size, they need a Coast Guard unit. So there are some lakes in the U.S. that are big enough to have a Coast Guard unit. So you can be stationed in a lot of unique places being in the Coast Guard. My uncle was in the Coast Guard and he was stationed in Alaska and he did a lot of search and rescue ops. So if you're looking for uh, uh, variety so far as the work that you do, the Coast Guard isn't bad, the Navy isn't bad. Um, once you get to the Army and the Marine Corps, you're going to do basically one specific job, more or less your entire contract, be it just one three to four year enlistment or 20 uh, full 20, 20 years to, to retirement. You're going to more or less be doing one sort of job uh, with the, okay. the Air Force and to a lesser extent the Coast Guard. Uh, you have a, a lot of opportunities to do other things, but because you're doing multiple things, you're not really going to have the opportunity to get really good at just the one thing you're, you're requested to do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, guys, um, <clears throat> John Rain, we have a final question, and then uh, we're going to have to move on to our next guest. Uh, it's it's from it's from Isler PVM. He says, uh, "Quick for the guess, do you think most of these diversity hires, uh, you know, that are women, would be fired in the case of a natural war? There is no real threat currently for the U.S. military, so would they even be affected by the shitty unqualified women?" Um, I would say it depends on the war. Like when we're fighting goat farmers in third world countries, that's fine because they really pose no existential threat to the military. We're basically, when it comes to Iraq, Afghanistan, Pakistan, those types of places, we're fighting with two arms tied behind our back. Uh, when we invaded Iraq, we destroyed their military and infrastructure in less than a day. When we, if we wanted to, we could fuck up these countries and be home in time for cornflakes. But we, we deliberately tie our hands behind our back. And so we have the luxury 
of having these diversity hires and these women who don't do anything and our big money sink because we're not fighting any real threats. But if you had like a World War II situation where like a country like Japan sunk our Pacific fleet and we had we were actually facing an existential threat to the survival of the United States, all these diversity hires would be gone. Because when your when your country's survival's on the line, um, yeah, it's not the time to play social justice politics. But because you know the the Soviet Union was the last major threat the U.S. has ever faced, so now that they're gone and we're fighting goat farmers and third world shitholes, there's really no whatever. It's like we can experiment with some bullshit social justice. Why not? I I am. Almost a hundred percent up there with with TFM, only because I have come across. As a matter of fact, my my first leading chief petty officer, LCPO in the Navy, she was a female, and she did not take any bullshit from any other women. Uh, she did not play that whole. Oh, I'm gonna play it softer because I'm, you know, I'm I'm I have less muscle mass or whatever. Like she was like, hey, you signed a contract. You agreed to do a job. You took this training. You're going to do this fucking job. So because of the amazing example that I had with women in charge, I'm only about 98.5% on board with TFM. Uh, I, I believe that there are going to be more than a lot of females who are willing to, to hustle as hard as the men. The bottom line is, though, there aren't going to be nearly as 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 much women who are in those same positions that are going to uh, put in the work of their own free will as much as the men. Right. Well, so, I mean, it's the four percent rule. Four percent of women can meet the male standard. Four percent of women yes. aren't completely useless. But the, it's the other ninety-six that are the problem. That's um, the issue. I, I would like to think, and this is only because I. I as pessimistic as I am, I have faith in people. I, I would like to think that it's more than 4%, but there's no way in hell it's even anywhere close to, to, to 16 you know, or 20%. There's, there's a lot of women in the military who can perform to or exceed the male minimum standard, but the vast majority of them are, are not, and they are taking up a paycheck because they have a lower expectation and therefore a high-flying female is about as uh as equi the equivalent of a high-flying female is the equivalent of a moderately involved male so the, I, I still think that a moderately involved male can can do well and therefore there are enough females to do well in a shit hits the fan gotta go to war scenario but the vast majority of women, if there was a shit that's that you know, you know shit's going down, we're gonna go to war. There's gonna be a surprising amount of women who are, you know, gonna get pregnant and oh, who yeah. aren't gonna re-enlist as soon as those kids are born. Now right. that's a little harsh, but actuality. That's 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 that more is exactly what will happen. I, I saw it every time, uh, like when I was when I was in. Every time it was deployment time at least a third of the women would get pregnant and this was a six, this was a, a six month deployment i mean yeah we we might have been going to like iraq or something like that but it was you know if you're it's not that big of a deal 
But yeah, they would get pregnant right, to so avoid the de the deployment every guys, time. Guys, guys, final thoughts, final thoughts. I'm um, done. I want okay. to move on. I'm done. Oh, sweet. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, do you want to, do, you, do you have anything that you want to? Yes. Uh, my final thoughts is that in the military, there should be a, there shouldn't be a male or female standard. There should be a minimum standard. Right. Uh, and if those women can meet that minimum standard, then they should be allowed to, to, to join. But there should also be a clause in the contract that you should be 100% um, deployable outside of accidental um, uh, accidental occurrences. For instance, if, you know, I, I like to play football, I like to play basketball. If I uh, tear a tendon in my ankle or my knee playing football or basketball, that's not my fault because I can't control the physics involved in the sheer forces on my knee or my ankle. However, females can control to 99.7 at the low end percent of their fertility. Females can control whether or not they, they produce another human being for this world. So uh, I think that um, the, the minimum standard should also include uh, being able to deploy and if being able to deploy means that you're not pregnant then women should be allowed to serve and uh, and receive the same pay as men however if these women allow quote unquote to themselves to become pregnant even though they have 99.7 percent on the low end control of that then they should either not be allowed to join or receive lower pay not because I dislike women, but because with that level of control, you should be able to effectively determine whether or not you're going to have a kid and be able to support the mission. Um, I don't think that women shouldn't be allowed to join. Absolutely not. You know, if you want to serve this country, you should be able to serve this country. If you are a female or male or even transgender, I don't care. If you want to serve, then you want to serve. As long as you are able to deploy when called upon, when the shit hits the fan, you're going to say, "Roger that. I'll be there tomorrow at 0700, ready to 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 deploy and shoot people if necessary." And a lot of times, and and granted, I will say this much, and a lot of people know this: it's not most women. It's just that there's a lot of women that just that have kids come close to deployment time that it's an issue. And those women should be allowed to serve the country, but they shouldn't receive the same amount of pay. And if they serve, I, I think women who get, I think like women, yeah. women who get pregnant like, while on active duty, should be court-martialed. That's 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 not serving, dude. Yeah, you're, I, if you, I am. I'm you, with you, ninety-nine point nine percent. I think women who get pregnant on active duty should be court-martialed if and only if they are assigned to a deployable unit. So if you're on a supply unit that doesn't go anywhere and you get pregnant, all right, whatever, it's not a big deal. You can still make sure logistics get get put out. But if you're on a ship or a well, if you can't uh, do your job, if you can't do your job, exactly. period, uh, you be court-martialed. Yes. Just like if in World War One, if you got trench foot, you were court-martialed because people would get trench yes, foot to try to get out of war. Was, was preventable. Right, and if, getting if pregnant. You took better care of yourself. You wouldn't get trench foot. Yeah, and, and you're not the so Virgin is Mary. Preg is, preg is pregnancy 
uh, preventable. It's absolutely preventable. Uh, and, and nowadays, because women have 90, uh, on the low, 80, on the 85%, uh, 99.9, uh, excuse me, 99.7% no, of, 100% of, if a woman gets, if a yeah. woman gives birth to a baby, she chose to, 100% of the time. Yeah. And, oh, actually, uh, the, I, I, the, the only the only I'm with you if she's, only because uh, if she's chained to a wall and prevented from leaving, like I, this is the thing JD was saying. If a, if she's kidnapped and prevented from having an abortion uh, because she's been kidnapped by her rapist, sure that that is the point zero 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 one percent scenario where the woman didn't choose to give birth. But every other instance, she's choosing to give birth. It's a preventable disability that prevents you from doing your job. And just like a man would, if he got injured, you should be court-martialed for getting pregnant if you can't do your fucking job, which includes being deployed. Period. Exactly. And, and discussion. also, ju just for the sake of, I will say this much, for for guys right. Right. who, so, who uh, do stupid you know shit... What? You know what? John, John Rain, you've yes. got final thoughts right now. TFM, no more... All right, we're gonna move on after this. Right. So. Hey, cat, can I just say this one thing before I leave? Yeah, is, is go, that ahead. go ahead. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, go and, ahead. I'll give you the floor. Uh, just for the record, this is not a women getting pregnant issue. If a guy gets injured because he did something stupid, he should also be subject to the same things. All right, for me, I love snowboarding. If if a guy decides to go snowboarding with no training whatsoever and they get injured. They should be subject to the same punishments because you could have trained yourself better to before and you got hurt and you got hurt because you weren't trained. That's your fault. Now, and the same thing with women. If you could have used birth control properly and you didn't, that's your fault. So this isn't a, I don't think women should have kids. I think every human being in the military, at least in the US military, should be held accountable and be made to, to uh, should be held accountable for not allowing for not keeping themselves deployment ready so it's not a i don't think women shouldn't do this i think anybody in the military should take right. reasonable and, and, and that's the way un and that's the way reasonable way it is for yes. me yes. no no yeah we're, we're moving on we're moving uh, on all right John thank Ray. you very much thank you right. thank you for your time on the show it's been it's been a pleasure having you on uh however okay. we yeah. have to move on we are moving I on. appreciate it. Thank you very much. I th thank, thank you, everybody, you. for what you All do right. and keep on what you're doing. I love it. All right. Thank Take you. Thank you. Take care. See you. Thank you very much. I'll hey, just he's going to keep talking if we don't cut him off. No, no, he's, I, I, you know, I thought it was a uh, great segment. However, we, we, we don't we, have much time. We're almost out of time. That's... Almost out of time. We are almost out of time. And obviously, I've got one more guest that wants to come on. All and, right. Uh, so let's, let's share their experience I with think, us. Uh, I think uh, the smart thing is going to be for me to come on next week and be the first guest. Okay. Sorry. Well, you're here now, though. I, I don't understand. Yeah, I, don't think I, I don't think I could do a good job of it in 20 minutes. Plus, I'm getting tired. Yeah, no, right. I mean, the okay. thing is that we, we've actually got guests booked for the rest of the month, so... Yeah, like, we're, we're happy to have, have you on again. Yeah, what do you want to talk about? Strictly low priority. I'm sure you'll get to me eventually. Sorry, said it again. I didn't. I didn't hear you. Yeah, no problem. As soon as we can get you in, we definitely will. I mean, you're a great yeah. guest. We yeah, I mean, what, 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 what do you want? I really want to. I really want to appear with uh, with uh, Boss Jeffries. Okay. Well, we'll, right. we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we can figure that out. 
Yeah. All right. Let's do something. Let's speak uh, rationally with the uh, crazy Englishman. Actually, let's let's go ahead and do the uh, the questions and move on to the next guest. Yeah. Anyway, a uh, question from YB to 600. He says, why does society want all men to become gay, transsexual, or effeminate men? In school and everywhere, women seem to want men to become a bunch of pussies. What yeah. is the reasoning to women? Oh, it's... Uh, I, have a, I, have an answer, oh. I have a real answer for that one. All right, go ahead. Wait, yeah, I haven't finished the question, actually. Oh, oh okay. Oops. What is the reasoning to women wanting all men like this? Is this a shit test or what? So go ahead, guys. Go ahead, Adam. Oh, let, 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 I want to hear Adam's uh, Since you mentioned uh, Jordan Peterson's uh, interview with Camille Paglia, uh, she's wonderful and uh, she's a professor. Uh, she's kind of a post-feminist. Most of the really mainstream feminists hate her guts. But she wrote a whole thing about this, and she has a video, which is lovely, where she talks about how a society that's in the final death spirals uh, starts to devalue men and to effeminate men and to make men to, you know, encouraged to be transgendered and to tell little boys uh, that they can be girls and wear skirts and so forth. And it's the final, final phase of societal collapse and destruction and we are in that phase and that's the reality and that's why it's happening when it's happening and uh, girls are actually saying that they want uh feminine men men that can show their feelings men that can cry but if you're that man she will dump you in about 10 seconds flat and uh fuck the shit out of the muslim invader from syria who wants to rape her because that's what women actually want and that's why the book Fifty Shades of Grey sold more copies than the Bible. 200 million in less than three years. And they're going to have a third sequel coming out soon, by the way. That's what women want. Women want to be having vicious male domination and abuse, uh, irrespective of what they claim. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Rape. Yeah, as long as they're, as long as they're attracted to it. Like, you know, if you're like a big, fat, ugly uh, guy with no money. As, the, as long as the guy's a billionaire, trust me, yeah. they'll be attracted. Right. No, exactly. Now my theory. I, I went to I went to see I went to see a play yesterday uh, at the Geffen Theater in Los Angeles, and it was originally a show that was in New York. And the deal was is that the girl was 22, and the guy was in his late 40s, and she, he was a real schlub. He dressed like a homeless person, and somewhere along the line, he told her that he was a software engineer, and he had just sold his company for millions of dollars. And she was instantly and irretrievably attracted to him as of that moment. It's a miracle. Now, um, my theory about the whole women being attracted to or wanting to effeminize men, I think it, it's, it goes a little bit deeper than simply, um, you know, the, a shit test. I think there's actually, there's a belief, and I think it started like because of World War II, um, to make society more peaceful, that we should make Western civilization matriarchal, because look at the bonobos—they're ma they're a matriarchal species. They don't fight or war, and so maybe if uh, if Western men were matriarchal, we could prevent World War Three. So I think there's actually a conscious agenda to effeminize men, because the belief is, if if European culture was effeminized and matriarchal, there'd be no more war. 
Oh, oh really? Tell that to uh, Mahatma Gandhi and uh, Golda Meir and Margaret Thatcher. Well, I'm just, I'm just telling. That's, um, that's my theory. I call it the Bonobo Protocol. It's uh, just an idea because the, the idea is, you know, bonobos are peaceful uh, as opposed to chimpanzees. They're basically a related species. But one is matriarchal, one is patriarchal. One is relatively peaceful, one goes to war all the time. If you look at, uh, you know, Europe started two world wars and now there's nukes. So next time there's a world war, it could be the end of humanity. So the idea is, okay, there's obviously side effects to encouraging a matriarchy, but if it prevents World War III, maybe it's worth it, at least to the people who who set this whole thing in motion. Now, I do also think that just like the... like. There's, there's no conspiracy to the actual bonobos. When the bonobos devolved into their current form, it was because their environment provided for all their needs. There was no need to have warriors because the, you know, the Congo provided everything, and they became smaller and weaker and dumber over time. So the bonobos also, unlike humans, they are our closest relatives in the animal kingdom. They don't fight over mates. Okay, the female bonobos have sex with every single member of the tribe, regardless of the rank. The reason that the chimpanzees... Just like feminists. Well, no, just the the reason that human beings fight for rank and women want to be hypergamous. And that's why chimpanzees go to war. And that's why we go to war. Yeah. Well, I mean, chimps and bonobos are actually... Bonobos are a subspecies of chimpanzees, so... I know that, like, the, the latest consensus is, oh, bonobos are our closest relatives. Actually, chimps and bonobos are equally close to humans because they're basically the same thing. They're just kind of a, uh, they're almost like a race. Like, even though races don't exist in animals, they're, they're kind of similar in that regard because they evolved in these different areas, but they started out as the same same animal. And they can they can interbreed. So, they're, they're, it is what it is. Okay, so next question. It's from the Buster. He says, MGTOW101 made a recent video on how a judge forced a man to choose whether to go to jail or get married. Yeah. And Braxley puts, he chose marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question is, how the fuck is this illegal? How well, is that possible? Keep well, in mind that it was a uh, that it was a bar fight over a girl in Texas. Yeah, no, it's really easy to explain. So basically, the judge sentenced him to 15 days uh, for for assault, or he would give him probation if he married his girlfriend within 30 days. That, that was the arrangement. So basically, it wasn't that he ordered him to get married. It was that he basically was going to suspend his sentence and give him probation if he got married. So if a judge gives you that deal, you tell him to go fuck himself and you go to prison for 15 days. Yeah. 15 days is nothing. Yeah, just keep yeah. your butthole clenched. Yeah, 15 right. days is nothing. You're not you're not doing any hard. Yeah. But that, that show up all. on your... Um, on your uh, yeah, he got convicted. It's showing up no matter what. Right, cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't think... I don't think, uh, I don't think that many guys... I don't think that many guys get raped in jail, to tell you the truth. They don't. Not in jail. It only happens in prison. No, I'm in prison or jail. It's mostly consensual. I don't know about that, but I'll take your word for okay. it. Let's, 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 it's let's, a fact. let's move on. Wait, there's, let's a whole, move on. there's a whole analysis. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop. Let, let's just, guys, let's just move on. I don't want to catch it too much. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, we're, we're already overrunning. Um, question from YP600. TFM, what's your take on gays adopting little boys? 
Uh, well, yeah, I know. Well, if there there's no one else, I think there should be a. You should prioritize stable families, and there there is an issue. There is a there's a legitimate statistical issue with um, gay pedophiles. I'm just gonna come right out and say it. So, you know, you have to be cognizant of that fact. But that doesn't mean all gay couples are pedophiles or all gay couples want to molest boys. But Hashtag that is, not all. There is, but there is a statistically significant increased risk. So if there's a, uh, a straight couple that's interested in adopting, I would probably give them first crack at the kid. But if the, if the choice is the kid doesn't get adopted at all and just sits in an orphanage until they're 18, or becomes a, gets adopted by a, a a vetted gay couple, I'd be fine with the gay couple as long as they're vetted. Because obviously, if there's if any of them have like uh, you know child porn in their history, or you know they were convicted of molesting a kid, you know anything like that, any, any obvious red flags, they shouldn't be adopting anyone. Okay. There you go. Um, question from. Pootie Man 78, nature versus nurture. It's it's not either or. There's a feedback loop. Uh, humans have the unique ability to change their environment. So humans use their biology to change their environment and then their environment affects their biology through natural selection. So it's not either or, it's one or it's it's both. There's a feedback loop. But you know, it's it's not 50-50 either. I would say it's probably like 75% nature, 25% nurture. Okay. Uh, Ask to mouth to cut says, "What are your thoughts on the Las Las Vegas shooting? What do you think the event will lead to?" I, they still don't even know gun what laws. The, the, yeah, More they, gun laws. They're, they're gonna they're gonna ban that the the, the stock the the little stock thing the bump the, stock. The bump stock. Which, like, the, the, Mr. Dapperton did this video where you can do the same actions as a, butt st a bump stock with a stick. If you put a stick in the trigger, you can actually bump fire using a stick. So banning the stock will do nothing. Uh, but I, I, I had a debate with a guy on Twitter because he's all like, you know, oh, we need to ban this, this stock. It's going to save lives. Like, you're fucking retarded. It's not going to do shit. It, but the problem is every time something like this happens, people want to feel like they did something. They don't want to just admit that these things happen and there's literally nothing you can do. So they want to feel like if we ban something, if we pass a law, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make me feel better, even if it doesn't actually stop this from happening in the future. And that's, that's what people are just looking for some emotional release so they can feel like they did something so that they can feel better at night. That's all. That's all so, that's going to happen. So I, I want to weigh in on this at the risk of ranting, if that's oh, okay. We'll see. So I'm not going to go to tinfoil hat land and I'm not going to go to the frogs or gay land, but I am going to say this. Uh, I've seen the pictures. I followed the story very, very closely. I listened to the police scanner footage i've i've read at least 25 articles about this and i've talked with a lot of people and a lot of guys are you, are you gonna say there was two shooters well here's what i'm gonna say um and and and, and here's here's what i'm going to say i'm gonna state some facts and i'm gonna ask some rhetorical questions okay so here's some facts the woman that he's dating mary lou danley 
Um, she was married up until 2015, but she was dating him years before and she was living with him and they were living a highly mobile lifestyle. He had property all over the United States. Uh, he took in excess of 20 cruises, many of them to the Middle East. Um, she accompanied him on at least nine of those cruises. Um, there are pictures of her from Dubai, could have been from a cruise with him, could have been somebody else. Um, he had a house in Florida and one of his neighbors, when they interviewed him, apparently was saying that he was sending money to the Philippines years ago. And when he, she asked about what he was sending money for, he said it was real estate speculation. She moved out in August and literally was like moving her shit. Like one of the neighbors saw her packing up all her shit and moving out. This is a woman who, who had received over the course of their relationship, I would imagine hundreds of thousands of dollars in, 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 in you know, trips, in being financially supported. Uh, she had her own residence in, in, I think it was in Las Vegas. She had a condo that was in his name that she was living in. You know, she had, she knew him in and out. She talked about his, his mental health behavior. She talked about, you know, their relationship a little bit. Um, you know, and he had a gun safe in one of the garages in one of his houses that the neighbors noticed. And it, she's going to say she didn't know that he he had these things going on. So I think that, that not looking at her for answers and not giving her a little bit more pressure than she has, I think is a mistake. Um, because it, he didn't just give her the $100,000. He was sending money to the Philippines long before that. So with that in mind, that that to me is a concern the fact that she actually packed her shit up in august and left that's a concern as well the other concern i have is is that there is a a photo of uh him post-mortem on the ground in the hotel room and had he had he killed i mean i'm assuming that this is like a uh, a lawn and, and this is me assuming here so so this is pure conjecture i'm assuming that the, the photo was taken before the crime scene people came in and processed the scene so this is going to be a photo where uh you know nobody's moved anything you know you're taking pictures of everything as it is so that you can preserve the crime scene and that there's some basic law enforcement 101 protocol there with that in mind and with that assumption made i have to ask the question when you look at the photo of his dead body where it would like specifically the photo where he where you can see his head there's a pool of blood there and the pool of blood, if you look at it, there's layers of blood, like where, in other words, like the blood soaked in the carpet, the older blood is deeper in the carpet, and the other blood is risen to the surface. Okay, that's fine. But the older blood is dripping from the pistol wound, or I mean, from the pistol to him. So there's like droplets of blood to the pistol from where he's at, and the pistol is above his head. But the other concern I have is that there's uh, rifle brass on top of the blood. If he shot himself, there's no reason to have rifle brass on top of the blood unless there was a second shooter there. Now, to talk about a second shooter or to talk about some of these things, the other concern I have is that apparently the, the sheriff had said that they had his car leaving the hotel at the same time somebody was actually going inside to his room. Plus, I think there was a, there was a, a receipt where two people had ordered room service um, now that, that receipt has not been verified yet, so it could have just been somebody making it up, but apparently there's a receipt that shows that he actually had somebody in his room and they were having room service. Then you have the Latino chick that 45 minutes beforehand telling everybody they were gonna die. The other issue that wasn't discussed that I heard on the scanner footage 
was that the, once the shooting started, people were rushing cop cars and were trying to steal the, the long guns out of the cop cars, yet that never made it into the news. So, you know, there's a lot of things here that are, that are very, very inconsistent. And, and more importantly, um, from all the first footage that was out there, they said there were two tripods set up inside because because he had he had a two like a two room suite or something like that and so there were two holes in the hotel you could see holes out of the windows for the hotel from his room like one on one side and one on the other he had two tripods there um and this is a man that and i listened to the scanner footage he was shooting bump fire auto fire whatever you want to call it he was shooting for 11 minutes straight now, if he was using a bipod and he was a bump fighter, are you telling me geriatric Rambo is going to shoot by himself for 11 minutes straight? If you listen to the guns, and, and again, I watched multiple videos on this, and you can hear what sounds like two separate caliber guns going off at the same time. Now, it could be, devil's advocate here, it could be a one high power gun, and then the secondary sound that you're hearing is either an echo or maybe it's it's uh, bullets bouncing off of the concrete, those types of things. But again, if you look at the guns, the photo that were photographed in the room, you know, there were some guns that looked like they may have been chambered in 308. There were definitely 5.56 chambered guns there. Law enforcement has admitted there were, there were 23 firearms found in the room, um, but room service was coming in. Room service was coming in daily when he had the room, and they never noticed any firearms or anything like that. So, so that's a concern. Um, and then, in addition to that, he was shooting for eleven minutes straight. Eleven minutes straight. So you're telling me that this guy who was shooting for eleven minutes straight, he must have shit out. I don't know, thousands of rounds downrange. Yet when you look at the photos. There's no spent brass. There's maybe 150 rounds, 200 rounds of spent brass on the photos that are there. Now, granted, there might be some other photos. And again, there was only a few of them that were leaked. So, you know, I, I'm operating off of a little bit of a, a incomplete information. But they've even talked with special ops operators who, who who are in, you know, fantastic shape. They're in Olympian shape, practically. And they're saying that they would have a hard time shooting a fully automatic weapon for 11 or 10 minutes straight. All right, DDJ, quick question. How long was the video that you were listening to? It was an hour and 27 minutes. Of, of the whole shooting? The, so so I watched multiple videos, like, you know, people's cell phone videos and shit like that, but the scanner footage that I listened to was an hour and 27 minutes. Okay. So how many bullets a minute? Um, uh, I mean, was, was, this was, was this guy cycling his weapon or? Like, yeah, you, there were there were short stops, like he was removing a magazine and reloading another one, and then kept going. So there were there were small breaks in the gunfire, but the gunfire was consistent for eleven fucking minutes. Now, I, I, they say it was like nine minutes or 10 minutes. The scanner footage starts out, we're gonna call that minute zero. And I'm just, the reason I say 11 minutes is because I believe that before the scanner footage came online, he was shooting prior. So I'm gonna give him a minute of grace time of shooting before the scanner footage started for the scanner audio while everybody was getting set up. And it's very clear that they were doing this on multiple channels. So, but, but, the, but the point is, is that he was shooting for 11 fucking minutes. And, and there were people, like I said, there was a woman, there was a Latina woman that was talking shit uh, 45 minutes beforehand. There were people who were rushing the police cars. One officer on the scanner footage reported a guy who had a, a long black case and he had um, a camo pants to walk into an RV and he wanted backup. And they actually put a shotgun on this guy's RV to cover it while they were checking out the rest of the area. But the other concern that I have is, is that it took the fucking Keystone cops 72 minutes 
to to breach the door. From from the time the shooting started, it took 72 minutes. And 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 even more pathetic, law enforcement never secured the building. They never created a perimeter. They knew what building he was in. They figured it out. People had actually law enforcement called in on the scanner. They said, yeah, he's in the 32nd floor. One guy was trying to clear underneath him. He thought he thought he knew what room it was. Uh, the security guard that actually went to the room apparently the uh, there were there were people who reported that said that uh the smoke from the firearm set off the fire alarm so when the security guard he came to the room to, to respond to the fire alarm they shot him through the door so when swat showed up or when the officers showed up they saw this guy laying on the ground with a with a leg wound so you know the the, the issue that i'm having here is this are, are you really going to tell me that fucking geriatric Rambo, who has no military experience, can do this by himself? And are you going to tell me that for a second that he had a... He, and the officer said this, the, the law enforcement said this, he had over $100,000 of, of highly customized, extremely expensive firearms in that room. Yet the pictures only show like 15 of them or, or 10 of them or something like that. But the point is, is that... It, there's a lot of shit that doesn't add up. So, you know, why was she out of the country? Why did she move out in August? Why does she pretend like she doesn't know what the fuck is going on? I mean, frankly, th this chick, she's she's a post-wall whore who, who is gold digging on this guy and has been gold digging on him for years. And yet she's acting like she doesn't know, like, the common sense shit. You know, I'm saying that they need to be looking at her and they need to look at her a lot closer than they are. And I'm sure that behind the scenes there are people that are. And you can also tell based on the way the um oh what what you call it the uh when they were given the um the public statement you could tell the sheriff or the fbi they are not on the same page the fbi dude looked like 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 he shit himself and he couldn't have a chance to change his diaper and the sheriff is like i'm just going to tell it how it is and even the sheriff had to admit when people started talking about this they had to they had to go on and they had to talk all this shit about oh well you know it was a it was a lone wolf shooter and it was a uh, fuck all that this is not geriatric Rambo. Are you trying to say that all the Rambo movies are real? Really? Really? I mean, the guy had cameras in the hall to know when law enforcement was coming up. And, you know, he had a camera on the door, supposedly. Um, and then on top of that, he had Tannerite. He had Tannerite. And they believe that Tannerite is an explosive that was used in the Boston bombing. And he had um, explosives in his car. He had a... Um, ammonium nitrate, which is used in pipe bombs. He had that in his house and he had that there. And, and the thing about the house is what surprises me is that these houses, the way it sounds like, they didn't really sound like houses as much as they sounded like like safe houses. Like they were like they were mobile armories. And so, and, he, and they were saying, oh, well, you know, he was planning on getting out. Really? Really? He was planning on getting out? I'm going to go up to a fucking hotel room. In, in a city that probably has the most surveillance of any city outside of Washington DC in the country because of all the casinos and all the all the the video surveillance that's there because casinos and, and, and Sin City is notorious for all the surveillance they have. So you're gonna tell me this guy's gonna sit up there and chill for eleven minutes by himself and then go, yeah, I think I'm just gonna go ahead and stroll out. No. There were multiple breaking points here. There were multiple uh points where where there were flaws in his plan and the thing that's surprising me is that, is that the police made lots of mistakes in their response and obviously it, there was a lot of uh, hard decisions that had to be made so i'm not i'm not kicking the police for you know what they did but i am concerned that it took them 72 minutes to actually get to him see he was done shooting about 11 minutes after law enforcement started responding and he didn't he didn't fire another shot thereafter he was just he, he was chilling in there but again 
like I said in the beginning of my rant, if this guy shot himself in the mouth, it looks like he, you know, maybe he put the pistol in his mouth and he angled it up toward his brain to the top of like the top plate of his of his mouth, and he pulled the trigger, and he fell down and he died. How does how does the how does the rifle casing, how does the rifle brass get on top of the blood unless somebody else was shooting after this guy was dead? These are rhetorical questions I'm asking. I'm not going to jump to any conclusions, but I am going to say that the official narrative on a good day is bullshit. And there are enough questions here that it needs to be looked at closer. And, and I personally commend Las Vegas Police Department and Las Vegas Sheriff's Department to actually look into that. Because, you know, the thing is, is that now they're starting to ask questions. Now they're starting to do more investigation. And you can even see a lot of the, the, the journalists now. The journalists are digging into this and the journalists are starting to ask the hard questions and they're starting to look into this. You know, again, lots of questions and, and, and you can always tell that there's something wrong with a case like this when you start asking questions and the answers lead you to more questions. That's when you know that something's not right. And it's very clear to me, and I'm sure it's very clear to the actual law enforcement investigating this, that there's a lot that they don't know. And there's a lot of this story that doesn't make sense, but it's just like, uh, and you know, I'm sure that, that, oh, I guess Adam's out. But the thing is like, when you're looking at, like when I look at a, a family law case, right? And I see somebody's trying to hide money. I figure out where the money is. I figure out where the money is and I work backwards to figure out where the money's hidden. Well, it's the same thing when you do, it's called forensic accounting. It, they do the same thing when they do, uh, when they look at shootings, they look at, at forensic psychology and you have to start with the victims. And the specific thing is that the, the victims were specifically chosen. You know, these were white conservatives and, and you know, so there's people, I mean, there's a lot of reasons that people can target that particular group or you target a group. I'm not going to go into conjecture as to why, because honestly, I don't know, but this, this group was chosen for a reason. So I'm done with my rant. Those are my there questions and my those concerns. Those the rants. Yeah, I just okay. find it cool. odd that nobody knows. There's so many unanswered questions. Um, so, yeah, who knows? Will we ever know? Right, guys, can we, I want to move on. All right, yeah. I guess we'll move on. To Sorry, speak, Sober Cat. We spent uh, a lot of time on this. Uh, I know. Um, Sorry, Sober I know I was going to rant a while. I apologize, ish. Uh, okay, question from Rick to 2015. TFM, who are some people you'd really love to have on the TFM show who've never been on? Um, I mean, Tommy Sotomayor, we, he was, we were going to do a show together, like a part two, and we haven't heard shit from it, so don't know when that's going to well, happen. Well, no, it's, just, it's still, still, uh, still kind of a meh, maybe, maybe someday. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. I'd actually like to have Sandman on the show because he's he's just a, he's busy with his little travel series and everything. <coughs> that would be fun. Yeah. Make Tau One One just uh, get a hundred thousand subs. Did he? Yeah. Wait, the... I, I think I thought he was been there for a while. No, he just hit a hundred thousand like a, a couple days ago. Okay. There you go. Congratulations, Midtown 101. Yep. Now quit uh, stealing people's videos. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's fair use. He puts a little commentary in it. All right. Well, as long as he, he does it, I don't care. He has oh, memes. Oh, God. Cool. I'm, I'm cool. Behave, please. 
Hey, if you're gonna be sober, I gotta fuck with somebody. Okay, cool. Yeah. No disrespect, Ming Tao 101. Don't make a 50 minute video about me and rant about how I'm a liar. Behave. I'm gonna mute you, dude. I know where this is going. Anyway, it's not going nowhere. Next, next question. Yeah, no, next guest. Oh, guest. Right, okay. Next guest is uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna because he's been waiting so patiently. Oh my goodness. Patience of an angel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so the next guest, his name is Blue Burrito, and he says, "I am a 16-year-old Mattel, and really want to f- want to talk to about what it's like being my age, and also kind of tell the story of how I became Mattel." Okay. So I'm going to bring them now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it wasn't that you know he got. Uh, Harassed by somebody on the soccer field in junior high. Oh, let's not go. That's like wow. <laughs> I mean, he's only sixteen, so obviously know, his story is going yeah. to involve high school. Right, right. No, yeah. I get it. That's unavoidable. Just be with it. All right, we'll, we'll PG thirteen it. All right. All right. Uh, hey guys. Hello. Hey. Welcome. Yeah, I'm uh, glad to be here. My uh, my big uh, my big top brothers. Nice. All right. Well, great. Hey, so man. You're, you're only 16. Uh, well, now I'm 17. Uh, cause um, my birthday was uh, uh, uh the 12th. So oh, well, yeah, happy I'm 17 birthday. now. Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, the 12th, the 12th of last month. Yeah. Yes. Yes. See, so guys, he misses me a while ago. Just so you know, we do have a month waiting list on the show right now. Like. I'm just yeah. being real with you guys. So if I don't get back to you straight away, it's because there is a waiting list. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah I, didn't, I didn't mind. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't yeah. mind. You know, you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, it, it's great to be here. Um, you know, cause, uh, TFM, I actually had one question for you. Um, okay. cause I, I know that you're pretty into TF2. What's your, uh, what's your main in a uh, TF2 heavy. Uh, okay. Because I, I like uh, I, I like being well. I like being a I like being self sufficient because heavy can play offense. He can play defense. He can heal himself. He can heal others. He mm-hmm. he can basically fill whatever the team needs. So, uh, okay. You know, so if I'm if I'm on the front line and somebody's injured and the medic's not doing their job, I can give them my sandwich. If we need someone mm-hmm. to hold a point, I can hold the point. If we need to push, I can push. So mm-hmm. I, I like heavy's versatility. Yeah. Plus, he is credit yeah. to team. I am credit to team. Yeah, he fucks shit up, man. I like pyro. I like. Yeah. I'm I'm good at engineer too. Yeah. Well, I I usually don't kill kill morons that fast, but heavies are kind of easy kill for me because I'm I'm a scout, but they're, well, scout. I, I'm a scout main, but yeah. Um. So I mean, basically, how I found out about your channel, um, was um. One was, well, I was getting into TF2. I was kind of leaving Overwatch. Um, I'm getting into TF2 because I got kind of sick of the community. And then I'm like, ooh, look at this. You know, oh, uh, screw attack video. Oh, this is a bunch of crap. Let's look at some reaction videos. Ooh, turd flinging monkey. Let's see what he has to say about this. And you brought up amazing points about it. 
Um, Wait, so you know, so my my tracer versus like that. my tracer versus scout video was the first video you saw of MGTOW? Uh, no, 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 that's not the first one. No, oh, okay, the I first that was, one, hilarious. Was the very very first one that I saw from you was I was watching Prager University videos and then I found out about yours through the be a man, uh, sacrifice yourself video. Nice. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you bring up amazing points, um, because um, you know, because it reminded me of like what my young home life was like uh growing up in my household because like my mom and my dad would argue all the time and it would be so fucking loud that i couldn't think of anything else and and now that i'm older i've been diagnosed with intermittent explosive disorder and also um asperger syndrome and wow. that's i'm pretty sure that's had a really big impact on who I am uh, as a person and you know all that all that fighting and shit because like I mean I mean my mom like I mean yeah my mom worked and every my mom works now I mean she I mean she works herself to death trying to take care of the family but um does she I mean, work how wait how many hours a week I mean, does she work I mean it, it, it's sporadic like she'll even she'll even work on Saturdays and Sundays because that's I mean she's the only one that does her job at the places that she works she's a she's an OT um okay so yeah so yeah and so she basically does what a physical therapist and a and a cna does right uh, at her multiple and and i live in kansas where like there's a lot of small towns scattered out everywhere so she works at multiple she works in multiple different small towns where the nursing homes are because kansas is a really ma amazing place for old folks to come down here and settle down because there's not a lot so of crime here so she's like a that. geriatric ot uh I I don't know what the actual term is, but I just know she's a, an occupational therapist. That's all I know. Okay. Well, if she's working like with the elderly people. Then yeah, it, yeah. And yeah. she also works with um. She also works with uh, Sped uh, every so often. Got it. Okay. okay. There you go. Uh. So um. So yeah, I mean, my mom was the one that was the main person that was working, and my dad or and my mom was also the primary caregiver, and my dad was just doing nothing like. Uh, like there were like we were like he was supposed to be fixing shit around the house. He never would. He would, and and, and I'm not I'm not defending either side. I'm just saying that like that's what happened. Um, and my dad like every time that I would try to go and interact with my dad to get you know some fatherly love like any young boy wants, I would always get yell yelled the shit like I would get yelled at, at the top of my lungs like get the fuck out of my face i'm trying to i'm trying to read the paper i'm trying to drink my beer in peace god can you ever leave me alone Holy you know like, like a like an emotional shit. teenager that he, did he like, have like any emotional teenager did that's he any, themselves yeah did he have any substance abuse problems oh yeah shit tons like okay. he, he he brags to me about how he'd go to mosh pits and how he'd go up to red rocks and drop acid and lsd and shit and how and so how he's, he, he was a, so much weed and then like so he was a disciple yeah. of the great eagle spirit yeah i guess you know okay. like, yeah like like tiger was talking about <laughs> yeah um so i got yeah, a lot I mean, of i had a lot of flack for that video i didn't know i had dad, so many stoners in my audience damn but like my dad um like i mean even though my dad like he doesn't talk like that he's like damn i just got stoned the fuck whatever you know what i mean wow. Does your dad my dad's work? a huge uh yeah, so the, yeah, no, the he works now but at the time he didn't know so um at the time your, he didn't but he works now what is your uh, dad what is your dad's career does he get like what's his my, education my dad graduated high school and that's it 
But does he like? Does he have a trade? Uh, well, what How? he used to do was he worked for the uh, he worked for Tyson for a while, and that was like that's like your main like sweatshop. Need a job desperate. So wait a minute. So work. your your mom is a a doctor, and your dad is a burnout stoner with a high school diploma. How ugly yeah, is your I mom? I mean, my mom is not like what you would consider hot. Like my mom is not conventionally that's, hot. So, well, so you don't think today. your mom is hot? No, yeah, that's <laughs> not that's at all. I mean, yeah, who thinks their mom is hot? Well, I'm just, I'm just, I, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that, point, mean that question is, to go into a weird direction. I was just saying, like, yeah, usually a woman is, yeah, like did that. Did your mom settle? Did your mom settle? That's what comes uh, off. Yeah, I'd say that she did. Um, but yeah, I mean, my my parents kind of got together when my mom was in school in Miami, and then one thing led to another and then poof you're you know out came this out came this crazy fuck oh did they get and married then, because she was pregnant uh well no because like i also have a little brother and even after he was born they still weren't married and uh, okay. like then later on when i was four they got um my my they got their first house or my mom now owned officially owned her own for own property for her own for the first time and my dad finally moved out of my grandparents basement um no okay i got a question my dad finally moved out of my grandparents basement yeah i have a legit question okay so yeah. you, you 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 seem to think very highly of your mother and very much less of your uh, father so how does this I, I relate don't, i don't how, think highly of either of them well okay in so, all honesty. okay well okay so because you know you're a 16 year old kid you're or 17 uh you're mm -hmm. migtow or you identify as migtow um but it seems like usually this is fairly uncommon to have uh the dad be the piece of shit parent and the mom be the responsible one so how does all of this relate to migtow like so basically it's because of like like because of hearing my my parents argue all the time and like and also like my uh, my grandmother on my mom's side um she got she got divorced um uh like a long time before um my mother was born um and my mother like the reason why my mom was so responsible is because she had to like my mom at least as far as what my grandma and my mother say uh she had to hold a job in order so that both of them could eat and pay the bills apparently um and then later on my mom goes to college and then blah 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 and then leading up to this so um like i don't think very highly of either but i would i'd say that i view my dad less than my mom because of the, because of the simple fact that my dad really didn't do anything for me growing up like my mom like because like i i get shit from both sides how oh i have a legitimate excuse for this and oh he was just lazy i hear that all the time you know typical after divorce tell your kid to be on your tell your kid what he wants to hear to be on your side Bull, um bullshit arguments are, are your parents let it go are, i have a couple questions yeah um so you're you're 17 now are your mm -hmm. parents still together no no they're they're they've been divorced for at least I'd say at least 10 years. Okay, so they've been divorced for 10 years. Yes. And it sounds like your father, when he was growing up, was not raised by his family. He was raised by, or not was raised by his mom and dad. He was raised by his, his grandparents. Is that correct? No, no. My, no, my, my dad was raised, my dad was more raised by, uh, my, my dad was more raised by his, his two older sisters. And, uh, because my, my grandpa, he's a farmer and, uh, like, 
like he came he came from Ulupool, Scotland, um, and my grand and my grandmother came from Edinburgh, and uh, so they're they're both traditional uh, Scotsmen, and uh, they both looked down on my dad. It was like, oh, you're you're just a disappointment, rightfully so, because my dad is a disappointment. Um, well, I guess my like, my question is, is is it sounds like your dad has some drug issues. Yeah, and, he, and he does. He 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 just flat out does. There there's no getting around it. He does. Yeah. But and, um, and it but, sounds like I mean, it sounds like he doesn't have a whole lot in the way of education. And it he, sounds he like he, comes, he he's a moron. And it sounds like he comes from a uh, a rural blue collar background. Yeah, is that, I mean, is that fair? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're we're in the middle of Kansas and. Yeah, we're we're in the middle of Kansas, so yeah. And your and your mom, she's been divorced from him for a while. Did your mom remarry? No, my mom my mom never remarried, but my dad did. Um, like less than a year later, my dad remarried to this uh to this El Salvadorian immigrant um that came here and like he was stupid for doing that because she was again she was only using him to gain to to get citizenship they never see each they never see each other anymore and now my dad was talking to me about oh is you know is my wife cheating on me whatever like can you tell is there a way that you can like look at her messages without getting her phone or whatever because my dad's getting suspicious like is is she cheating on like i'm like no sorry i can't do that you know because he he's not very tech savvy either um and he he acts like he's some alpha bad boy when he's not because he's like oh well i was in high in high school i got like or i got laid at 13 and oh i was doing all this other shit probably yeah, up, he's like just, school it's like again, he's yeah he just he's lying he's he's a disciple yeah. of the great eagle spirit Right. Well, I mean, when he was when he was supposedly getting tail like crazy, he was like he he had never taken drugs at that point. But when he got into high school, he started drinking a shit ton, and he's like, "Oh, I wanted to go out for football when I was that age, but I couldn't." I'm like, "Gee, I wonder why." You're fucking right. drinking left and fucking right. You're drinking, you know, you're drinking like the demo man. Yet you're only in fucking high school. Right. So, how was so, your relationship with your father when you were, like, say, in elementary school? It was. It, it was it was spotty um like i mean because my dad like i, w- I was only allowed weekends and sometimes my dad wouldn't I'm, I'm talk- come out to get I, us yeah, i'm talking about when i'm talking about when be, when they were married do you remember that oh well no when they were married like, I, I mean when they were married like my relationship with my dad was not a very good relationship it was like i mean he wouldn't physically beat me but he would like it was a lot of mental harm that I got from him and it may seem like I'm just some crybaby because you know a lot of other people have been beat, gotten the shit beat out of them by their no, parents no, but no, that's, that's, that's never just, just so we're on the same page I'm not challenging you I, I, yeah, what, yeah. I'm, what I'm what I'm doing is I'm questioning you because you're 17 years old you you said that your parents got divorced when you were seven well, no, it wasn't like it was probably like eight, or it was like seven, eight, something like right. that. But, I don't know. But, right, that's, exact that's the, age. That's the same developmental age. That's yeah. that's where I'm. That's where I'm headed. And mm-hmm. it sounds like that that your dad had like an old school harshness mm-hmm. that that you and the majority of your generation and the millennials before you were not used to. Okay. Um, and 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 that particular level of that style of parenting is no longer in fashion anymore. And if you talk to rad femmes about it, they'll okay. even say that it's actually abuse. 
Now, the reason I ask you these things is because um, you're talking to me in in psychological jargon. You're not talking to me in specific facts. For example, uh, what I mean by jargon is you're saying, well, you know, he was he didn't hit me, but he was borderline emotionally abusive. But what you didn't say was my dad never played with me when I was young, when he lived, yeah. my dad never, my dad never taught me how to ride a bike or my dad yeah. never, you know, this guy, that. I now mean, the other, sorry, the other sorry, go ahead. yeah. So the other thing is, is that, is that, you know, if your dad got divorced from your mom and I'm not making excuses for him, I want to make sure that's abundantly clear. Yeah. But if your dad and your mom got divorced for whatever reason that they did, um, you know, he's, he's got a parenting plan where he doesn't see you anymore. So he probably just gave up, which a lot of fathers yeah. do, unfortunately. Now, I'm not and, saying he's right for that, and it sounds like you understand that that's probably what's happened. Yeah. Um, and he wants to have a relationship with you, but he's so damaged now that he just doesn't have the tools to do it. Yeah, I mean, and like he's like he, like he used to be this really big, muscular guy, and now he's really skin like he's he's really let himself go, and like and uh, like. And now I'm pretty confident that I could that I could knock his ass out, like how big I am now, because like I mean I'm built like the heavy, you know. I, I mean I'm I'm okay. really strong. I have really strong chest muscles and right. you know really strong well, arms. That's, that's, but, like, so that's not going to solve you know, anything. But, well, yeah, yeah, no. yeah I, and I get that. Every, yeah, every, it's every, not going to solve anything. But every every son goes through that. That's that's not what yeah. I'm getting. I mean, so, my mom so has me... even. I mean, my mom has even said, "Oh, if you get so pissed at him, why not just knock his ass out?" Because I'm pretty sure you could. And I I under, fundamentally understanding that I'm going to therapy for a reason, and that's the main thing that they're teaching me at therapy is knocking someone out isn't going to solve it. Well, I think the question you should ask yourself is, why would your mom? try to promote you being violent with anybody yeah i mean at school she's like oh no you have to walk away and be calm and oh you have to control yourself now because when i was younger i was like the little guy that everyone would pick on but now now you know but now i'm big and strong you know so now all of a sudden now i'm the one that has to walk away still because i'm the one that it's big, and now that I have a clear advantage, I I have to walk away. Do you have any? Do you have my any, dad, I'm like, oh, knock his ass out if you want to. You could. Right. Now let me ask you this. So so you're in school. You're living. Yeah. You're. I'm assuming you're living with your mom. Yes. What made you decide, in your own word, and in, in be as specific as you can, what made you decide to go MGTOW as a teenager? It's because, like, for the longest period of time, I was a TFLer, and I just decided, like, eventually, after I watched enough of TFM's videos, I'm like, why do why do I give a shit about what girls think? Why do I give a shit? So then I'm like, fuck girls, I'm just gonna do my own thing. And then good things started happening to me left and right. Like, I, I, I started losing a shit ton of weight, I started gaining a shit ton of muscle, um, you know, I, I, my grades improved slightly, um, and I, I got, I got a job, um, and, you know, th- just things started going right for me for once. And I'm like, huh, this is, this is pretty cool. And I'm like, you know, now I fully understand that marriage is not what it's cracked up to be. And, you know, and I really understand the controlling nature of women because then, then I, I finally got my first girlfriend and all, all the while being wary of it because I wasn't full MGTOW yet. And then I was like, 
and then I realized the, the absolute bullshit that she was doing, like, like all the shit tests that she was putting me through, and she was propping me up, like, oh, he doesn't deal with my bullshit, he's just straight up, you know, on social media, she's one of the, she was one of those types, and then, um, I also, like, a while back, I left a comment on one of TFM's videos where, um, and this, and later on in my life, I found out that I was sterile, and, um, but this was before that, that, um, me and her ended up fucking, and, I mean, I, we ended up fucking, and then, like, and then she ended up doing the, the thing where she takes the condom, and then she, in, in, uh, sperm jacks, jacks it, yeah, yeah, where she was trying to sperm jack me, and then, in the pro in the process of that, um, I did the horsey sauce thing, and oh, that was fucking loud as hell. <laughs> fucking scream was loud as hell. Like I actually did that. Like, I mean, looking back on it, I thought it was like maybe it was meant to be a joke, but it, it worked like a charm basically, and I actually did it. And she was she was screaming so fucking loud, and then she's like, "What?" The? And she's like, "Great scream." And I'm like, usual. I bust in there. And I'm like, "What's wrong?" And she's like, "Nothing." Like trying to cover it up because cat. she realizes, yeah, I got fucked up. So yeah, and then then later on, I find out. You know, my doctor's like. This is very uh, tough news for me to tell you. You know, like Ian Malcolm, he's like, "Yeah, like, I'm sorry to tell you, but you're sterile." And that was actually one of the be greatest moments of my life. So you had a you had a sperm count done? Uh, well, I don't know exactly what happened. Okay, like, let me, let me ask the doctor you, one day. Right. Then, let me let me ask you this. So when he said you're sterile, what tests did he run to tell you that you were? I mean, he took he took piss samples and he also took semen samples, but I have no idea what was done like i was just told okay. go there for a checkup this day you just dr make right. sure you drive down there for a check i had no idea what, what the hell was supposed to be going on right and i just found out oh i'm sterile best day of my fucking life sure. now i don't have to waste money on a fucking vasectomy later on there you go so and now i know that you know a woman can't jack me because that actually happened later on um where Wait, this girl what? she's like yeah i'm pregnant and you're the father and she was lying and she's like, she's like, oh, I'm pregnant. And you're the father. And then I'm like, oh, how's that possible when I'm when I'm uh, sterile? And I actually keep my med files uh, here in my desk, right over here. And then, took, and then I took that out and showed it to her. She's like, oh fuck. Oh. And <laughs> so, yeah, she's like, yeah, I, I don't fuck. You are not the father. And then father, it's to the audience, yeah, <laughs> it takes it back. <laughs> no, no nice. that's not what she did. She's like, oh shit. And then she just. Leave, and then she leaves my fucking yeah, she, house. Yeah, she just left. There's, so there's no, there, there's no graceful but, way yeah. to uh to back out of that once you accuse someone of being. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she's the yeah she's the biggest slut ever. Yeah, well, well maybe you should be a little bit more. You know, don't bear back it. <laughs> yeah. Stay away from it. So yeah. yeah. Burrito, do you, do you have any hobbies? Like, what do you do outside when you're not working and you're not in school? Do you have like, do you do you do, you, do you, are you in sports or? You, uh, what you I play I play video games. Uh, I play TF2 mainly. Uh, nice. I, I watch a little bit of anime here and there. Um, when I have time, I play Splatoon. Uh, well, do, are it's you mainly okay? video games, little okay, bit of comic are, books here and there. Are you doing anything? Cause, okay, because I think you mentioned you were like a TFLer before, and one of the real differences between a TFLer and a MGTOW is TFLers are more like bitter about not getting laid. A MGTOW isn't just walking away from women, but you need to walk towards something. You need to seek out your your new meaning, your new purpose, your self-actualization. So what are you doing besides video games and anime to help uh, find meaning and purpose in uh, your life? 
I'm, I'm, I'm cooking. Uh, I mean, I'm learning from uh, my grandpa. Uh, learned how to make uh, Empire biscuits, uh, butteries, okay. uh, Colin skink, haggis. Are you gonna, or are you gonna be a chef? Like, is it, is that? Uh, like... may, I maybe. Um, there's not a lot of local restaurants here. Maybe most of everything is, everything here is chain bullshit, like McDonald's, right. Double Whopper, Supreme bullshit. Yeah. Right. So here, have you like, thought about what you're gonna yeah. do after high school? I really don't know because there's so many things that I want to try, but there's so little time. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, well, I, I, mean, I, I was thinking like maybe just stick with demolition, which is what I'm doing right now. Stick with demolition, maybe, maybe, make built up a build up a little bit of money and maybe open up my own grill place or I don't know. Okay. Like because I can make pretty good fried chicken. <laughs> there you go. So yeah. Right, uh, I mean, I don't know what I want to do. In all honesty, well, cat no. tacos are good. Yeah, you, well, you don't yeah. have to. You don't have to have an answer, but you know, one of the important things that, to find happiness in your life, if you're if you're walking away from women, you need to find something else to fill that. Because for a lot of guys, reproduction is the end all be all of their life. Being a husband yeah. and a father, having kids, that's their plan. So if you're gonna if you're gonna give up on that, if you've decided that you know you're gonna go MGTOW monk and you're not gonna fuck with these fuck these bitches, uh, then you know you need to hose and tricks. Right, you need to find something else to fill that hole, so that your life isn't just anime and video games. I'm not saying yeah. there's anything wrong with anime and video games, but yeah, yeah, life yeah. needs to be more than anime and video games. Yeah, I mean, and I'm at a, and I'm at a crossroads. Like, I have no idea what I want to do. Well, the and other I'm side of that is, that. yeah, the the other thing that I would I would also say in addition to that is that, and this is something that I would tell anybody, is that you need to have a fitness regimen in addition to whatever you do, like with a demolition job. <clears throat> Give me a second. Celestine's talking. Okay, but uh, I don't, yeah. I don't get, I don't get that question. Do you, yeah, you get what I question? Know. I don't know. Celestina is saying, years old. Are, are you into gladiator, gladiator films? films? Have you been to a Turkish bathhouse? Ever been bath to a house? Turkish bathhouse? I don't. No. I don't. So, know. I mean, I may, I have the stream muted right now. That's um, fine. So, no, I, I don't understand well, that question. Is that the, is the that other? Gay yeah, the, the other question I have is, do you like, do you work out and do you read outside of the internet? No, I don't read, but I do work out. Um, I, I I do go I do go to the gym uh, every day on Saturday, but that's I mean that's all the time I have. I would go to the gym every day, but I don't have time for it. Every okay. day on Saturday. So you go every Saturday. Yeah, yeah I go every Saturday. Yes, okay. but I would go okay. every day of the week if I had time. The reason I ask is because you know you can you can do some calisthenics and stretch out in the mornings and the afternoons, or I mean when you go to bed, right before you go to bed, that type of thing. Yeah, you, you, you can just, do stuff like that. To, yeah, you can just do yeah. some push-ups or get some like twenty-five pound barbells and just do yeah. some some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not enough room in my house for like a, a bench press and all that other shit. But right, yeah, right, I, I just yeah. curl up before I go to bed. Right, right. Just you know push-ups, crunches, that kind of thing, stretching out. Mm. The other thing I'd say is is you know if you don't have a library card or you don't you normally use a library card. Yeah. Get one. Okay. Read, a, read a book a month. What you know? I mean, first, the, first, really, the only thing month. that I read outside of the internet is just the Bible, and that's it. Yeah, I mean that's fine, but you need to expand your knowledge and and you need to expand your horizon. So if you if you have a goal of reading one book a month, I, I think that's going to help out as well. And I mean, it sounds yeah. like you're. Sounds like you're handling stuff pretty well as far as what your circumstances I mean, are. Yeah, books to me you... are just boring. Like, I mean, right. that's just how my attention works. It's because, like, I'm not seeing anything moving. Nothing's physically right. changing in front of my eyes. Right. I mean, yeah, I understand what's happening in the story, but I'm not getting 
action. I'm not getting well, satisfaction from it. Well, all right. Well, okay. So, I, I, I got, yeah, try some nonfiction in a subject that you're interested in. So, if you want to be a chef, if you're thinking about maybe doing, being, opening up a restaurant someday, and getting some authentic cuisine that's not a chain restaurant over to your town, uh, maybe start studying business. Because the number yeah. the number one reason why small businesses fail, especially restaurants, isn't because their food sucks. It's because they don't know how to run a business. It's because of marketing, yeah. No, not mar. It's because well, the, or, or, the, yeah, bo like, the bookkeeping, yeah, like, the day to day, yeah, like yeah. the inventory, yeah. the business. I, mean, I was also thinking stuff. about comedy, but because I mean, I like making people laugh and like. Right, okay. but you don't want to be a low for like yeah for yeah, me don't, like, yeah don't that one guy that gives out all the roasts the sick well, roasts bam okay. well right but here the reason that I was thinking about reading. A book you said you have asperger's and you said that you've had a couple you've been diagnosed with a few things obviously the physical fitness is going to help that out i mean but you're you're 17 your hormones are raging and the biggest thing the, the biggest thing that you don't have in your life right now is strong male mentorship and the second thing that you need that you don't have is focus and if you force yourself to read a book cover to cover in a variety of subjects, whether the subject you're interested in or whatever, not only are you gaining knowledge from each one of those books you pick up, but you're teaching yourself how to be focused. You're teaching yourself also how to complete a task. You open the book, yeah. you read page one, you stop at the book when you reach the last cover co cover page, and you're done. Because okay. the, the thing is, is that in your life right now, because you're at a crossroads, you don't have the ability to see what the future holds however you do need skills and yeah. you don't want and you don't want to end up in a situation like your father did where he didn't have mentorship where he did fall into some bad things he did get caught up in some stuff and it changed his life permanently you know so so this is this is an opportunity for you before you graduate high school yeah where, where you can actually take that step and make those things happen and then when it comes time to decide what you want to do get a job that will that will be self-sufficient for you get some hobbies that that you enjoy but continue to learn and educate yourself and be better than you were before so that every year on your birthday you can look back at the previous year and go I learned something new this year. Mm. I I was able to to overcome this obstacle this year. I was able to to handle those things. And and the hardest part of it is going to be is that you're coming up on 18. And the thing about 18 year olds is that if you ask them, they know everything. And and they're very contrary in that they don't like to take other people's advice because that's just they want to explore and it's just part of the age. So if you can develop a, a habit of reading and develop a habit of, of exercising mm -hmm. when you wake up in the morning and exercising when you go to bed at night, those are going to be option or opportunities for you down the road because you're going to develop good habits and yeah. you're going to find that your Asperger's and your other disorders that you're having. Intermittent explosive disorder, yeah. Yeah, they're not going to be as severe because the, the combination of the reading and the exercise is going to mitigate those things. Well, IED is more of a situational thing. Like, IED is like, I mean, I re it's like, I like something small, like something small can set me off and then I'll be just in blind rage because like one instance where my IED just went on full overdrive was, well, two separate instances with girls at my high school. One was where there was this extreme feminist land whale bitch 
um, where she was, you know, she was a huge activist in feminist ideology. And then when I was just, um, you know, like she knew that I was an MRA and that I was a MGTOW and stuff like that because at school I'm, you know, I mean, I understand that TFM just went over. Don't do that. But I've made, but I've already, I've already burnt that bridge now. Like I can't go back because I've already been like, yeah, I'm a proud MGTOW and oh, you need to be a MGTOW because of this. Right, but I, not I guess, forcing it down people's throats, right, but like yeah. just being proud of it. But what I'm saying, what I'm, but, and I understand but, that that yeah. was a big mistake. Looking back, but what I'm saying is that is that your explosive disorder doesn't matter if you understand that as long as you don't say and do the things that are associated with it and you maintain that self-control and you rein those things in then you can take it out on the weights when you go to yeah. the gym on saturday well, no, well taking it out is actually make makes the problem worse because of the fact that like because in middle school i had a, like a doll like celestina and based in like it was it was wait, in this wait you had a sex doll in middle school and they were like no, not a, not a sex doll. It was made out of ballistics gel, not an actual sex doll. It was whoa, it was whoa, whoa, ballistics whoa, whoa, whoa. gel. Wait, you were fucking like, so you were fucking um, a gel torso? No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't fucking it. No, oh, okay. that's not what it was for. <laughs> no, it was meant for me to take my anger out on it. Like, oh, it you mean to attack it, like to beat it up? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I would attack. Yeah, attack oh, okay. it. And you like, you gonna want to pull the police? No, 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 I never got the police called on me because of this, yeah. because I got diagnosed uh, early So this was like a that. therapeutic tool, I get it. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. what yeah. happened was, I would beat the shit out of this thing so hard that one time I ended up ripping all of its, uh, I ripped all of its, um, arms and legs off, and I even ripped its head off, and I threw it against the wall, and it smashed a, a giant fucking hole in the wall, because, like, getting me to take my anger out on something is like, it's like filling a car up with gas and be like, oh, when is it going to stop? You know, like trying to get a car to stop by putting more gas in it. Okay, well, then Kinda, maybe maybe you need to uh, like I have to be in a situation okay, where I'm got, isolated and I'm forced to calm down. Why don't you why don't you instead of studying um, cooking, maybe you should study some Buddhism and you need to find your inner calm. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I am a little bit better at managing it, but it's not often that I'll go full ballistic and go. go rage mode, essentially. Um, it's not often that that happens, but usually it's when I'm being, it's like I'm the Hulk, kind of, like, right. where I'm being physically assaulted. Because, but back to what I was talking about, about um, that other bitch that was, like, she no, got pissed and she attacked me. Um, me. I, I forget like all the nitty gritty about it, but what happened was... Uh, like she ended it escalated to the point where she was fucking she fucking threw a chair at me and then i'm like okay all bets are off okay because and then you know i'm like fuck it all bets are off and i just beat right. the shit out of her and then she ended up going to the fucking hospital and like yeah. broken bones just everywhere and okay then she comes to school the next day like as if she was one of those neutered dogs with the fucking cone around her head like uh can i borrow an eraser please type of well okay act. like she wasn't that bad bad and bougie type now, i just i just want you to know i just want you to know um when you're no longer a minor you will go to prison for that yeah i i know and I, so yeah it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if she hit you with a chair if you put a woman in the hospital you are going to prison so you need to you need to get some zen in your life. There you go. Okay. All right. Well, that's one way to achieve zen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, uh, 
Yeah, you know, uh, it, it sucks that he has this disorder. He obviously has a lot of pent-up anger. Um, yeah, I wish him all yeah. the best. I think Buddhism oh, and some sort of yeah. philosophy that'll help you in, in kind of get some self-control and um, get control of your anger especially is going to be extremely helpful to you. Right. Dude, two-thirds of the guests were flushed. Uh, you know, I blame the production manager. Oh, God, yeah. Blame Lack me. of alcohol. Blame me. <laughs> oh, God. I'm just saying. I'm just sitting there shooting zombies and getting lost in this level. I can't find yeah, it. You're, you're let's hit these it. questions. Yeah, let's get through these questions. Um, question from David7222. He says, TFM is... No, I'm not asking that oh, question. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, dude. All right. Next question. Good, good question. Question about Assassin's Creed. Oh, yeah. I've never. I, I've played the first one. I never really. I didn't like it that much. No, no, no. Trust me, it was some. Like okay. I could ask the question. I mean, would well, you want me or, to do it? Like, well, I mean, how many questions do we have? Uh, we probably got about ten questions. I think. Well, well, go ahead and ask it. I mean, we, we don't. We're not even at four hours right, yet. TFM. <laughs> All right. He says, uh, David, so it's from David7222, he says, TFM uh, is forming an Assassin's Creed type of squad to eliminate all the communist cuts and socialists if they try to promote gynocentrism. Is that the best way to prevent the cycle from happening over and over? No, it's not. Communism is a symptom. Communism isn't the cause. Communism is just a symptom. So okay, yeah. next question. There right, question from True King Grimori. He says, "Do you think JD will now be so embarrassed about her awkwardness in the video that she will stop trying to debate with TFM Midtown as a whole?" So TFM, like yes. you told me before this, before we before we started the show, just before, like maybe mm -hmm. ten minutes before, you said that you did the show with her. What actually happened? I didn't do a I show. Didn't, I, I didn't show. I, I, we we had a conversation on Skype. I recorded it and I uploaded it, kind of like what I did with DDJ and rot dog where we had like a little conversation it was like two hours uh it was basically just her i didn't prepare anything so i'm like what do you want to talk about so she asked some questions about things that we have disagreements on i explained my position and that's basically it so we just went from topic to topic um and i just kind of clarified my position if you if you're familiar with my content you're probably not going to learn too much new information but it's, you know, it's good. Like a little two-hour summary of a lot of uh, things that I've talked about over the years. So there you go. But it was, you know, the thing about JD is she's, she's nice. She's, she wasn't, she didn't call me misogynist a single time. So she's, uh, you know, if, if all feminists were like her, the world would be a much better place. Okay. Uh, how long was the video, by the way? It was Just like two, the yeah, chat. like two, two hours ish. Two hours long. Okay. Yeah, my my alarm went off. I had to go do some work. So. Okay. Uh, question from Ritzy to 2015. For the monkey and the cat. No, but sorry, Rex, oh mate. I mean, I love your questions, but we're not we're we're not asking that question. Oh my um, gosh. Obviously, what because is, we we want to get through the show. What is going on? Not even letting the Christians questions. about monkey, monkeys and cats. What's but, wrong with monkeys know, and cats? 
I never said there was anything wrong. There's probably something wrong with monkeys. There's something wrong with cats. So that's anyway. So you're wrong. Uh, question from Disjunctive Twelve. He says, "Don't you think if we enforce true actual equality, women would naturally fall back in line to avoid taking on the responsibility?" No. No. Okay. First of all, women are incapable of true equality. So. If you, if you th threaten them with equality, they'll submit, but hold on, Celestina has something to say. Man, Captain MGTOW, you are just... Where did you get all these bananas from? You have way too many bananas. They've been saving them. They've been saving them. Are you cheating no. on me with that JD thought? I must skin me a bitch and right. wear that monkey ass out. There you go. No, Celestina, JD is absolutely no threat to you, I promise. Um, but, okay, yeah. Where is man? That guy's got a shit ton of bananas. I'm telling you. Yeah. Wait, who? Who are? Oh yeah, Captain Mintel. Yeah, he's got. He's got quite a lot. Anyway, he's like um, the banana. He, yeah, remember he spent. He spent like fifty bucks earlier. So. Oh, yeah, that's he's got there him. you go. Yeah, because you get you yeah. get the bananas. There you go. Right. I do. Uh, yeah, but thank you for that donation. That was awesome. Right. Next uh, question. Question from True King Grimori. He says, "Do you think adultery?" Being punished by death is too harsh. Hmm. Well, as opposed to what? Like, um, honestly, it's really the only thing that works. Oh, All of you men are horribly racist, sexist, misogynistic, homophobes. Okay. My new overlord Anita taught me that I'm better than you all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Okay. Well, someone needs their hard drive formatted. Yeah. Right. Question from uh, JD. She says, isn't eliminating female sexual choice rape? No. Rape is literally like I hate the way every I hate the way everything is rape. Like uh, yeah, everything's DDJ, right. he he was sharing this thing on Twitter. Uh, like I thought this was a joke. Fart rape. Like apparently that's a real thing. I, I shared it. Yeah. And there's people complaining about being farted on, calling it fart rape. Stop right. calling everything rape. If everything is right. rape, then nothing is rape. Taking away women's right. choice is not rape when you're talking about marriage. Taking farting on people is not rape. Rape has a very specific definition, and I understand why feminists want to expand it because rape is a powerful word, it gets results. But it's you sound like an idiot, and it's very disrespectful to victims of actual rape when you're using the same word to describe being force fucked as being farted on. Right. Shame well, and I you. think that they also people people don't understand that actions have consequences. So if you know if you choose to be committed to somebody, you should stand by that commitment. If you're not going to stand by that commitment, yeah. well, you know, again, actions have consequences. So, you know, it's not rape to be committed. Is that like saying, well, you know, if you're loyal, that well, that's a bad well, thing? Here, here's the thing. Like, okay, it's not like an employment contract. When you get take a job with someone, you're not saying I promise to work here forever until the day I die. Right. When you marry right. someone, you are promising to be with them for as long as you live. Right. So if, if you break your contract, well, then as long as you live is going to be a lot shorter than you thought. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, question 
Opinions on sexomnia? Sexomnia? Is that like insomnia? Like you can't sleep? So sexomnia, like you can't have sex? No clue. Yeah, that's my opinion on sexomnia. I don't know what it means. Next, next question, Cat. Spin, spin the number of thousand bananas and <laughs> Here you go. Bananas yeah. well spent. Yeah. <laughs> should have you should have defined anyway, you have uh, 250 characters. You could have defined it for me. I could have told you, but oh well. Yeah. Go on. Uh question from Dirty Boy 300. He says TFM are females more happier with their rights restricted or taken away completely? Uh women are never happy. Uh they're going to complain no matter what. So you have to kind of put that aside and you have to ask yourself what's going to create better outcomes for both men and women. And Honestly, women women would rather be led than have responsibility than have responsibility period. So if men are going to have to take charge and lead them, then they need to have authority over them. So however you want to phrase that, if you don't like how I phrase it, phrase it however the hell you want. But you know, women are happier when they don't have the responsibility of adulthood, when they have someone taking care of them. That's when they're happening. That doesn't mean they still don't bitch. I mean, bitches bitch. That's why they're called bitches. But they're going to complain no matter what. You just have to kind of put that aside. Think of the bigger picture. Okay. Uh, sorry, uh, Dick Kurt 69 he, He's just he a funny question. I, I will miss shit. I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have said it. I should have just not logged that one. That was funny. Okay. Ask the question. Do it. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Anyway, uh, question from uh, Dumalar. He says, to follow up on my question, what advice would you give to someone who is stuck on contract work and finding full-time work is really difficult to find in mm -hmm. soon-to-be dog shit friends Cisco? Okay. I am learning new programming languages, but is there more that I can do to save up and look for work in a new location? Uh, yeah, I mean, what you want to do, you know, you could check online job boards for the job you want, and you can, instead of sorting it by, you know, your zip code, just look nationwide and see where the jobs you're looking for are. And I also might recommend if you're having, tr if you're not getting any uh, hits on your resume, change your gender to female and come out as a masculine presenting transgendered lesbian and you might be surprised how quickly you'll get job offers not that i'd know or anything a uh, question from eflin he says we we talk about women and their instincts a lot here what is your opinion on some of our he puts in brackets male quote unquote negative instincts and how can we turn them into something positive i.e rival inventors furthering innovation due to being competitive this is right. hard to find info on since cuts and feminists demonize male instincts okay i did i, I did a great a, question I, I, well it's a great question and i actually did a series called the enemies of man uh where i go into the negative aspects of male nature and what you can do about them in fact a part i think it was part four where I talked about the male sex drive is one of my most viewed videos of all time. 
So just go to my channel and type in the enemies of man. I have the complete series or we could watch the individual chapters one at a time. And there you go. And it has, it, it answers exactly what you're asking for. So I've already done it. It's already done. Well, you could watch the video today. And, and we do talk about some of the negative aspects of, of being a man on the show as well. I mean, we've, we've yeah. interviewed people, talked about it. We've also brought it up on the, on the 420 show. Right. But the reason why we talk more about women is because society pretty much shoves, you know, why being a man sucks in your face. So there's no reason why we need to beat the dead horse. So right. we, we try to help men, but I do understand that, you know, like you have to under, you have to understand your own nature. So I do talk about male nature um, in the Enemies of Man series. So please check it out. It's a good series. I'm pretty proud of it. So enjoy. Okay, next question. TFM is from it's from Rexy to twenty fifteen. He says, TFM, what upcoming video games are you are you anticipating? Um, Hat in Time looked good, so I may check what? that out. There's this game called The Hat in Time. It's like okay. it, it, it's, I've heard it's kind of like Super Mario Sunshine. So I'm I'm interested. I'm I'm intrigued. Like I'm I really love Cuphead. That was such a great game, and it was only twenty dollars. That's so so worth it. If you haven't, oh my if God. you don't, if you don't own Cuphead, you need to fucking hook up some Cuphead. It, it's What's, two players, isn't it? It's two player local. So if right, uh, cool. yeah, they they they're talking about maybe adding online multiplayer, but right now it's only two player local. Well, what's funny about Cuphead is that apparently some game journalist tried to play Cuphead. Yeah, and got their yeah. ass kicked in the tutorial. So decided to write their article instead of writing a review of Cuphead. They wrote an article about how needing skill in video games was somehow bad. There's, it's not just that article. There's like twelve articles of these video games journalists who suck talking about how right. uh, gamers are elitist because they value skill and gameplay, and uh, they, they need a, a skip boss button in their games. Like, in fact, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins just added a DLC feature where you could turn off all the enemies in the game and just walk around the world and experience the game world. That's retarded. That is fucking stupid as shit. But again, and the thing is, I I played. I mean, I got I died a lot in Cuphead, um, but I got like right. to the second world and beat half the bosses while hosting a fucking talk show. Right. Right. So if well, I can, also like if you, I, I I follow cynical Brit for my video game suggestions and I like what he does for yeah, video yeah total biscuit yeah, yeah. it's it yeah, yeah total it's not like I, I suck at games I mean Cat will tell you how much I suck at games I was able to get to the mm -hmm. second world while talking to random guests and you know being thoroughly distracted I, so if you're a video, if this is your job your job is to play and review video games and you're not distracted in any way and you can't get through the fucking tutorial you <laughs> you fail at life you right. fail at life the only you you're a diversity hire well the problem and, the, and, the, and here's the thing we can't even tell you to kill yourself because you'll probably fail at that too yeah you're probably like you'll grab the gun and you'll end up like Missing. you know sh shooting a random person and being yeah. convicted of murder right that's yeah all right uh, I don't know what to next say. question it's from uh what he says 
Question for TFM, what job slash career path would you suggest for someone currently in high school? I can do whatever, but I'm currently a little lost. Okay, so indoctrinated colleges right. are with social justice warrior bullshit. All right, so I gave this a check out my monkeynomics series. I did a, a an investment series in part. I want to say two or three was about college planning. Um, so check out my my monkeynomics series. But uh, to kind of the give you the a preview of that, what you want to do is think about what you're interested in. And then go to a job board and see if there's jobs in for that thing. And if you don't see any jobs for your dream job, then you need to pick a new dream. Because if there's no if there's no job openings for the career you want, then don't go to college for that thing because there's not going to be a job at the end of that rainbow. But assuming there are jobs on these job boards for the career that you're thinking about going into, then all you got to do is look at the requirements for that job. And then now you have a blueprint of how to get that job. If it requires a degree or a certificate or whatever, you know what you need to do. You now have a, a roadmap to get your dream job. So start with a job board, see how how much in de how in demand the career is look for salary and stuff like that and then work backwards to get that job and then uh, i also recommend uh, cheaper state colleges rather than universities they tend to have good online and evening programs i highly highly recommend going to college online or in the evening that way you avoid all the sjw bullshit don't live on campus don't do that shit go to go to college in the evening and have a job during the day preferably in the industry you want to work in because that gives you that gives you job experience to help you get your first job out of college because let's say let's say you want to work at a bank so you're 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 majoring in finance and business and economics well you can also be a teller at a bank now it's a minimum wage shit job but it gives you experience in the industry so once you have your degree and you're out of college and you're trying to apply for that you know this high paying financial position you have this experience working at a bank as a teller in addition to the degree you are going to get that job whereas the guy who just you know went to college and and you know whatever doesn't have any experience he's not going to get the job compared to you so again i talk about all this stuff in my monkeynomics series check it out there's no there's not a link in the description because this is a podcast but there, there will be a link in the description if i export this to youtube or you could just search in monkeynomics 101 investment series okay uh question from knock the medic he says everyone seems to think gen uh, z is going to fix everything i'm in high school right now and they are more blue pill than any of the other people i know what are your opinions on that yeah well the the generation z thing the reason why they're saying that they're uh they're better they're starting they're, they're trending to the right see the thing is is every generation is more leftist than the last generation so the le that's why the left has just been sitting on their hands. They haven't really cared. They know that they can just wait out the right and win. So when it comes to Generation Z, apparently, according to s some surveys, they're more conservative than the millennials. So it means that the millennial generation was peak leftism. 
and now the pendulum is starting to shift to the other side. Now, th th that doesn't mean Generation Z is some super conservative, ultra right-wing, you know, make America great again generation. It just means they're not as cucked as the millennials. So they're like, you know, they're less cucked. It's like everything's starting to work backwards. So it's it's. Okay. it's I, don't, I don't think we have time. Let's see. Uh, we don't have time to wait for the pendulum to shift all the way. Um, society's going to be destroyed way before that happens. But, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, last question, and then I need to ask you uh, oh. something as else that happened on large show. Uh, okay. Anyway, question from Rick C to 2015. Let's get through this quickly um, right. because we've got three minutes left. Anyway. Oh. For TFM, false rate accusation set aside for the moment. Okay. Uh, is it true that there is a lot of rape in the military? Um, it depends on how you define rape. There are times where there's. Well, what's how do you define rape? Well, like, I define rape as basically we'll go, we'll using violence or threats of violence, and uh, you know, forcing someone to have sex with you. But there's also times yeah. where um, higher ups can pressure someone because in the military, they own you. It's not. It's not like you could quit. Hold on, someone donated and uh, has something to say, but I'll, I'll get back to this. TFM, DDJ, Cat and Guests, it's John Rain. Thanks for having me on the show. But next time Cat has to drink. You know what? A lot of I was say compensating that I for him today, and I, I was getting more and more drunk on you his do. behalf. You do. It's like the opposite that of driving. That shit was tough AF. Step right. it up, Your Kat. sphincter loosens up just enough. You do. Like, you become more... I get it. Like, when, when I need someone to make sure that we finish on time and we stick to the schedule, that's when you need Sober Cat. But sober cat doesn't bring the fun. Drunk cat brings right, the fun. Yeah. You just uh, can't drink too much. Yeah, you don't want to get shit face. Uh, we don't need shit face cat. The shit face cat passes out, and then <laughs> there's nobody to man the board for like half the show. Right. Uh, but uh, not, right. not that that's ever happened. No, we're not. Never, no, never. no, never. Shit. Not I'm a good cat. I, I anyway, told... guys, the question. The question. Okay. The question. Yes. <laughs> Well, can you repeat well, the question? I forgot. Okay, so for TFM, false rate accusations. Oh, oh yeah, the military. Sorry. Okay, now I remember. Sorry, I just needed yeah. a little reminder. Okay, so in the military, they own you. Um, and even though like the, the regulations in the military say they can't do something, a lot of times they know that like you're going to do it simply because if you do, they know that if you don't do what they say, they can make your life miserable in a thousand ways. So they can just get you to do stuff that they shouldn't tell you to do. I've had to, I'm not saying sexual stuff, but like stuff in general. Uh, people will, will, especially on a deployment, people will break the, the, the rules and regulations all the time, knowing that you're basically stuck out there with them and it's your word against theirs. And if they outrank you, they win. So you're just gonna, you're gonna put up with it because it's easier than, if you try to create a stink, they're gonna win. Uh, so you're kind of fucked. So I'm sure in that environment, th there are people who abuse that power sexually, and they, you know, now to say a lot of rape happens, I don't know. Uh, I think there's probably a fair amount of 
of guys or women who have a high who have authority over people just like you have teachers who have sex with these students there, there's high-ranking female officers or high-ranking male officers or petty officers or NCOs who pressure people they're attracted to into sex and just like I've ha I've had to just kind of shrug my shoulders and put up with bullshit even though it was wrong because it was easier for me to just do what they said than to fight back knowing that I wasn't going to be believed anyway and they were going to side with the the person the higher ranking person I'm sure a woman in that position would probably just consent to the sex and deal with it because trying to fight it uh, wouldn't work so that's a problem and I know in the army they had a really huge rape epidemic uh, this is before I got. This is right before I, I, I joined. So this is probably like late '90s, early 2000s. There was a huge rape epidemic in the army, um, and there is like this huge scandal. And so that's why they have battle buddies, was to try to cut down on all the rape happening in the army. So yeah, that that legit does happen. So w w what's battle buddies? If you go into battle buddies, is you basically going. battle buddies means you you have to always have someone with you. So okay. you, you can't go anywhere without a, without a buddy. They call it your battle buddy. And the whole purpose yeah, of the battle buddy sweet. system was so that it was to cut down on all the rapes. So yeah, the legit, not just false rape accusations, but there are, there are legit rapes in the military. And it's because the system has no accountability. Uh, the, the people who have this authority over people in the military who are lower ranking, there's no checks or balances. Uh, especially when you're in, in a deployed status and you're in the middle of nowhere, nobody can hear you scream. So, it's okay. A so, thing. what about what about what about the, uh, the women that accuse their superior officers of rape? What if, you know? What's the recourse for uh, the men? Well, yeah, that's a that's a thing. Like. Gynocentrism still applies. So, I've seen I've seen it both ways. I've seen it where people pressured higher rank. Usually, there usually has to be rank. It's not just some guy decides to have sex with some girl. It's usually someone in their chain of command who has authority over them pressures them into sex. Um, now, the the military, at least when I was in, took that extremely seriously. Uh, in the case of rape, because there was like a microscope put on them after the big epidemic in the, in the 90s. But I think just like all things, it, it swings too far the other way. So just like in colleges, they were trying to stop actual rapes. So they gave the accuser way too much leeway so that then they can just safely falsely accuse people. And so it went from there was an epidemic of rape and the, the accusers weren't being believed to now everyone believes the accuser without evidence and now they can falsely accuse people without any consequences. So unfortunately the problem with rape is it's extremely hard to prove it. All you can prove is sex happened, but you can't prove consent. I mean, you can say, oh, I, I didn't consent, but unless there's like marks on your bodies where like he was choking you or hitting you, it's really hard to prove he definitely raped you. Like if, all, if you just kind of laid there and let him have sex with you, but you didn't say yes, how do you prove that? There's, there's no physical evidence that you consented or didn't consent outside of, you know, struggle wounds. So the, the, that's the problem with rape fundamentally. It's extremely yeah. difficult to prove it without some kind of videographic evidence or something or a witness or something. And if it's he said, she said, that's not good enough. 
she said she said is not should never be good enough to convict and i get rape is a horrible crime but if that's the only evidence you have is he should she said and there's no physical evidence other than the sex occurred like there's no choke there's no bruising there's no cuts there's no evidence of a struggle uh you just had sex and regretted it he's not going to jail nor should he go to jail that's just unfortunately i'm i've seen too many i've been falsely accused of rape myself and i've seen too many people falsely accused of rape based on no evidence getting convicted and having their lives destroyed so if you well, that's are why they call it beyond reasonable doubt so if you if you are being raped struggle try to fight him off make him hit you then there's evidence that you were actually raped but if you just lay there and let him fuck you and then cry rape months later then you're, I don't believe you. I don't believe you were raped. But I'm not saying rapes don't happen, but there's just... Right now, we the pendulum has swung too far to the one side, and now women are... It's all listen and believe, and men are having their lives destroyed, and it's bullshit. We need to find this happy medium where we have innocent until proven guilty and beyond a reasonable doubt. And even if that means some women who, for whatever reason, don't have evidence they don't see justice served i'm that's fine I'd, I'd rather see innocent men not get have their lives destroyed even if it means women who have no evidence don't get to see justice served uh, next time struggle more so there's actually evidence that you were raped okay cool uh that's the final question for tonight guys uh there was yeah. however uh a few people asking the same question over and over and i just thought that i would interject it into this stream uh you remember that uh tiger tiger guy that we were yeah the stoner the the great eagle spirit yeah yeah now it wasn't it wasn't the whole stoner thing uh that was the issue okay tfm i need to ask you okay. what is your problem with aliens Oh, okay. So I I, I, I cleared this yeah. up in the comment section. When I say the aliens don't fucking no. exist, I'm not saying there's definitely no life anywhere in the universe. Obviously, the universe is vast. The chance, I mean, the chances of Earth being the only planet in like a, a, a functionally infinite universe with life doesn't really make sense. There's probably there's at least probably one other planet to be you know just from statistical probabilities alone that has life on it and thus because there's life on another planet that means aliens exist i'm not talking about life on other planets i'm talking about little gray aliens that drive around in ufos and probe people and build pyramids they don't fucking exist there are no gray aliens and ufos probing people and leaving crop circles and building pyramids all that is bullshit <laughs> okay Sweet. I think but, you cleared it up. But but there is life. There's. I'm sure there's life out in the universe. So I'm sorry that. But when I said that, oh, I was sp I, talking specifically about the little gray aliens with the UFOs, like the Roswell aliens. They don't fucking exist. Yeah. Well, a lot of people were uh, asking me to ask you. So there you go. Just what I did. Now we cleared it. You don't have guys. I did it. You, you don't have to quit smoking. You just gotta let the pipe grow. Cold. <laughs> the pipe. Just saying. put it down. <laughs> Just put it down for a second. Let get some fresh air. Make a sandwich. Walk around your house. Come back. Right. Take a shower. Then hit the pipe again. All right. Right. I I I think that's it. That's it for. Uh, uh, I, just, I, I just realized I never started. Show. I never started the timer. It was so not a quick Stone, show. Stoneheart's gonna be mad at me. Oh, dude. Sorry, Stoneheart. I forgot the timer.
we've oh, well. we've done four hours. So that was yeah. you know four hours eight minutes. That's long for sober cat. I'll, I'll give him. That is long for sober cat. Yeah, that is a long sober. Cat. I, I was, listen, I, I was for the last time. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, as I say, I don't remember a time where we've had under four hours in a long time, or four, yeah. or like even under four and a half. Right. I really was aiming for three hours, so I really was aiming. Well, but but we also like, had yeah. we had a lot of so, questions so. to get to from last week, so. Right. There we go, man. Those guests, though. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. oh well. Yeah. Do what you can. Oh well. So yeah. yeah. Well, I, okay. All right. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, hold on, before before oh. you, everybody runs off. So earlier today, TFM put up a uh, put up a Discord link. So if you are interested in being on the 420 show, you should join the Discord link or join Discord before the link expires, which I believe it's a 12-hour link, and that will get you. Hopefully, if you're on at 7:30 a.m. PST. Uh, Wednesday morning when we do show prep you'll be there if you want to be on the TFM 420 show um, and then if you're a patron obviously after the show uh, we jump into the patron pit and we chat with the patrons after the show just kind yeah. of an FYI sort we'll of see thing. You, we'll see you there good times I'm getting so much sober cat hate in the chat they, so, so much, much so much sober cat hate did you know did you know this week they had the national taco day i tagged you in yeah i saw you that i saw that i was in <laughs> hiding all right all right guys all right so we're gonna we're gonna end the show uh after so. a word from our sponsor so thank you dollhouse for sponsoring the show and oh wait celestina's got one more thing to say before we go It depends. Who said that? Um, oh, AND ADN fifty three. If I ran for election, would you no. support my erection? It's too small, uh, mate. Well, no. She has a very. <laughs> her clitoris is very, uh, very impressive. She's a very impressive. Oh, uh, wait, wait. It's big. <laughs> it's it's uh, yours. Not big. Uh, not big per se, but it's it's very. It's very impressive. It's a very nice clitoris. Good, good to know. There you go. Okay. All right. See you more. Take care, guys. Take care. Bye. See you guys. Hi, I'm Celestina, Instagram model and sex doll correspondent for TFM News, here to tell you about the Dollhouse. The Dollhouse is an official distributor of high-quality, lifelike love dolls like me. You may have seen pictures or articles on the internet designed to make dolls look unappealing and creepy. Do you think I look creepy? Don't you think I look real? You don't have to deal with meatbag women anymore. You don't have to kiss the ass of women who use and abuse you anymore. You can have the girl of your dreams in your arms, and she'll always be there for you. You can even buy me. Or, you can pick among the dozens of pre-selected dolls or hundreds of customizable combinations at the dollhouse. You don't have to choose between risking your freedom and denying your biological need for love and sex. You can have the best of both worlds. Click on the link in the description of this video and get started today.